What's what's poppin' internet? This is your boy Matt. He's uh, here here with Um Mike. And we are the Observers Podcast. We got our our editor and big quotes. <laughs> yeah, really big quotes. Because yeah. what? That's the <laughs> this first was not discussed before recording went live. Uh, I, 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 I would be an editor. In fact, I don't. That's, um, that's kind of how it works, though, with this kind of a setup. Yeah, you would kind of be our editor. But it's like think of think of like Lydia and, and just so think we're of it going as to a, pretend I have video editing skills. Okay. Yeah, no, it's just a job title. To be completely honest with you. <laughs> Okay. We don't expect you to do any actual real work. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you just kind of hang out. No, if anything, then Tiger's I... the editor. Tiger is all, our, and then our, our silent our silent guest is also. Excuse you, he's the mascot. Get your fucking facts straight. You're right. He's he going is. to be the observer's His energy mascot. is low, he isn't back to sleep, but you will hear him eventually. Well, Denise, <laughs> you just ruined, um... I was going to introduce the mascot, but as the job of the host, but fucking thanks. I'm sorry, Matt, but Mikey fucked it up first because he tried to call Tiger <laughs> our fucking editor <laughs> and given me nothing. I wanted to have something, all right? I was thankful for my thing, and then he took it away, and I wanted it back. I'm just poking over the stick. <laughs> <laughs> so this is our first episode we are a kind of general entertainment and game podcast um who knows where this will go at any point so mike what have you been watching this week uh we just finished off uh mentals last week right babe i think oh the men's list is kind of old news. I thought no, we were trying no. to stay relevant. No, we were, we're still something where you just finished, because I'd never seen it before, and it was something you were rewatching. so I mean, I feel like it's, it's good really writing, good writing. I really enjoyed it the first time, but on second watch, there are so many holes. Yeah, it's, it's writing is alright. The acting is definitely the reason to watch this show, I will say that outright. By acting, you mean, um... But just in general, everybody, for the most part, was really good. There's a very few good, like, very, very bad actors in this show occasionally. Oh my god. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, television and then the mid-aughts, folks. Uh, oh boy. But, uh... I don't know. The main, I mean, the lead is good. He's solid. The, the main cast holds their own as a whole. One person is there because, to use an old adage in reference to Temple of Doom, lady only here because she's helping director. Yeah. Simon Baker. That's his. Yeah, name. Simon Baker. Yes, his performance is fantastic. And then like there's there's a couple actors, and then, even then they're, they give a good performance. A couple people you can tell that you can tell the casting director has a type because there's one redhead every every <laughs> season, a variation of the team. There is a redhead. So you're saying he's a man of culture. Indeed. But. <laughs> quite. Quite. I, quite. I feel like, I mean, I didn't really get into The Mentalist. Like, I've seen episodes here and there, but I feel like shows like The Mentalist and Leverage, they kind of got overshadowed by, like, the golden age of television. Like, oh, yeah. Five years later. You know, oh, like, yeah. With Breaking Bad, The Walking Dead. Well, I will say Burn, we got a couple good examples. Burn Notice, fucking, um, Jesus Christ, Dexter. Yeah. Dexter. Um, yeah, there's a couple yeah. good examples. But I see what you mean, though. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. These are like kind of forgotten shows because people remember Breaking Bad. Or, oh yeah, yeah. And The Walking Dead, which is still limping on somehow. And Why? I, really, it is. I thought it. I thought they canceled it already. Are you kidding me? Nope, that show still very much exists. Oh my god! Why? 
I stopped I, watching it after I didn't care when Andrea died. <laughs> I personally don't know why. I stopped watching in like season three or four. I stopped watching when Andrea died and I gave no shits because she just fucked every villain and screwed everybody over. Why would I give a shit about this character dying? She's terrible. I love the actress. Nothing against the actress. Her performance was fantastic. Nothing against her. I actually was sad to see her performance go because she was very, very good. Um, but her character I gave no shits about. But she did the best she could with terrible writing. I will give her that. I actually, because I'm doing like a TV arts class, like I'm going to be watching like at least the first episode of The Walking Dead again. Yeah. So, no, no, the first season is incredible. Yeah, I, like, will I will say that. like the first two to three seasons were like phenomenal. Season one, I will agree with that. Season two, no. I season actually two have, was... I, I have come to agree with YMS as an Alice. You're doing a that. TV arts class? Are you? Yes. Oh, yeah. nice. Oh, I didn't know that. Nice. That's so, cool. Like, anyway. I don't yeah. know, like, for that arts class, one thing like last like last week I did uh, see it now with Edward Murrow and uh, last week tonight with John Oliver were like the two shows we covered. Okay, nice. so like you know, I would also say you should look into. Are you familiar with Siskel and Ebert? That sounds very familiar. Old old school movie reviews. Um, do you, the familiar <laughs> that nostalgia critic all these people do now. Siskel and Ebert started in the eighties, seventies. Yeah, that's yeah. movie stuff. He's talking TV. No, I know, but it's still the same little, same basic idea it's though. Similar, it's similar, but you're going yeah. on a more, of course, from what it would be relevant to that class. No, it's still media. I would say it's still something that's that they had a huge impact though on media as a whole. Like, you see references in them. I in was going to say if there's something to recommend for just TV media related. Um, stuff uh, I would say to watch the first season of the marvelous Mrs. Mabel, Maisel, Maisel and uh, skip season two <laughs> and watch season three. I would also say, man, I just don't watch much TV. Like there's just so much that right nowadays it's all on Netflix and stuff now. But I, I watch a couple stuff that they put out, but. After the first season of Narcos was so good, and I wasn't as impressed with season... Or season one and two were both really good. I wasn't as impressed with season three. Mm-hmm. And like, the boys but, turned yeah. into a disappointment. The boys was great. And the take is canceled. I, I honestly liked the boys. I, I, mean, didn't, I, I haven't seen season with, two yet. I, I seen had it. problems with season two, but it was still really good. I haven't seen it yet, so I will give it a watch, and I'll let you know what I think about that one. It I was heard. still yeah. enjoyable So you have content. watched it? Mm-hmm. You watched it? Okay, I fair watched enough. it. Fair enough. Because you were too upset about it, and I was too curious. Okay, that's fair. That's I fair. had to. Yeah. Uh, but I'll give it a watch. I'm I mean, honestly, I've got a big man crush on Billy Butcher. <laughs> no, oh, yes, no. I'm a huge fan of, of Carl Urban. I'm a big, big fan of him. But but what did you overall think of it, babe? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I felt it was a little heavy-handed. I felt it was kind of trying to I can see push something. Yeah. When the first season felt like it was more a fresh take. Uh, or well, I guess not exactly, because technically that's already done, been done in Watchmen, right? Um, yes. Oh, uh, the think, boys is its own. Co- is it? Correct me if I'm wrong here. It is a comic on its own, isn't it? Yeah, it is a comic yeah, okay, on its own. Yeah. I don't know when it came no, out. No, yes, but. but I mean, but that sort of style of superhero. Yes, show. and no, I feel like Watchmen, <clears throat> like, wasn't a critique of superheroes itself. It was more focused on Cold War nuclear uh, talks. Yeah, no, the Watchmen, <laughs> and, and even then... And then when you get I'm, into the TV Alan, show, it talks about race. Alan I just Moore, watched that show, yeah. too. The show, yeah, I didn't... I, I, I refuse. The HBO one, really? I, I refuse. No, I watched, I watched, I watched yeah. like, several reviews of it. I watched... I've I, actually seen, like, full in-depth, like, plot breakdowns of this show from... Like, I've, I've looked at the writing, I've looked at the show as a whole... My, no. I watched that show for this that class, and I thoroughly enjoyed it up until like the last like, two or three episodes. 
I was also like uh, Watchmen 2019. Okay. To bring that one. We watched that one. We we watched a couple analysis of it, baby. You and me were both not interested in it from what we saw. Um, for me, the first like when it got to episode six is like when it got. It was a couple years ago. I'm surprised you don't remember it. Like it's. My cousin was here. Everything it was doing thematically like led up to episode six, and then afterwards it was like, okay, time to get back to the superhero bullshit. That's the thing, but that's what I I criticized because it had an interesting idea, but then it just which is also I mean. To, yeah. to spoil my work assignment for my first week of this class, um, that was my big disappointment. Was like after episode six, like it kind of felt like thematically it was just like didn't care anymore. Yeah. It was just like time to wrap up these story threads and then move on. Yeah. I do feel like that seems to happen a lot with shows. Sometimes they start off really passionate, and then yeah. in the end they're just okay. Let's finish so the like, job. Honestly, I liked the idea of putting Watchmen into modern times and moving away from talking about nuclear talks to talking about race in modern America. Yeah. And, like, it did have a lot of interesting things to say until, like, until episode six was finished. Mm. Like, when yeah. episode six is like, here's the crescendo of... Here's here's my thesis statement. And... <laughs> yeah. Now, time to finish up the superhero bullshit. No, I get that. That's kind of... Yeah, that was kind of my big complaint when it came to Umbrella Academy as well. Like it was, you know, the way you phrase that, I actually never thought about it that way. But you're totally right. Like, but Umbrella I, Academy came from shitty material. Yeah, the they did. When you look at how bad the source material, I, I'm sorry, man. No, that's a hot take right there. Uh, yeah, fuck all y'all. I'm sorry. That's, that's the that's the honest goddamn. Yeah, no, truth. fuck all y'all. I hated it. I love the acting. I thought every actor in that show. I'm earned sorry. Their I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There's a moment. Where you the just rumor, made all the emo girls who are listening to this very angry. So the rumor's character, she Be- has the power to make anything happen if she starts a sentence with, I heard a rumor. And in the comics, she's actually way more powerful than she that. Ma- Spoiler, she makes JFK's head blow up. Thanks for interrupting me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Right, right. Why did you have to just go and spoil I'm that? Sorry, you're right. You made all those Gerard Way fans very angry, Mike. Right. Anyways, so... <clears throat> The rumor is in a relationship with another of the superheroes, and she says, I heard a rumor you kissed me. And then they kiss, and it's supposed to be a romantic moment. You can tell the comics is trying to make it look and seem romantic, but what she just did was she just forced him to love her, not actually letting him choose and so it was just the most disgusting thing I saw because it's like no 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 no. If you just were a person that could, that were just saying I heard a rumor, that'd be cute, yeah. that'd be funny, that'd be sweet. But the fact that you made the superhero do that moment, you turned a really sweet moment into a really creepy, rapey moment. I uh, I completely agree. But to play devil's advocate, since you didn't, they already have like. You know, feelings and things before that, and like. No, that's oh, not the point. That's not the yeah, point. Yeah, no, that's I agree. That's not. That's not the thing. Like, to yes. play she double... didn't need to do it. That's what makes it's it. It's the worse. fact that she did it anyway that makes it disturbing. Like, it's the fact you... that I the creator simply, of the comic like, sees no problem with no, that moment. We don't, we don't. I a hundred percent agree with you. I'm just <laughs> playing devil's advocate to get a conversation going. That's just my <laughs> fucking point of view because She's I'm good. sorry. No, that's. Can that I is sim- literally kind of rape. Instead of allowing if, him to choose to do that shit on his own, because he would. 
because they were already had they already had feelings. Yeah. Why even Why? include that moment? I'm Just bad. take that fucking paper out. That one page. That one page out. But they left it in. Uh, and that says so much about a content creator. I think. Uh, I mean, yeah, but uh, like once again, as a devil's advocate, I feel like I only watched a few episodes I didn't read the comic so like yeah since it sounds like they were already had feelings or had intimate stuff beforehand like it feels like it could be a kind of kink thing like a consensual non-consent kind of again I can see where you're going with that like, I can kind of I have my problems with the way they executed the relationship but, as well because, but then like yeah. I would I, if they if they had a moment of explaining that a little bit then that would have been fine. But, but it was the way that, yeah. Ne- yeah. Never implied. Is that in the, so this is in the comics, correct? Like, the this comics. Is a, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes. And it was, they were hard to find, and they were definitely hard for me to stomach. Yeah. Because they were that You're boring, right. that... You, you made... You make incredible music, my frustrating, dude. Frustrating, that no. annoyed. <laughs> I didn't like the art style. Why is he actually a full fucking monkey with a human head? That's just stupid. <laughs> well, I'm <laughs> sorry, it is. My biggest problem with the he, show... He tried to return so, to Monk, that's my, why. So, can I... My biggest problem with the show... My actual biggest problem is the fact that they literally go point blank to the chimp and say to him, is there anything else that my dad told... that our father told you to hide from no, us? No, no, nothing at like, all. Yeah, nothing at all. They, they literally say, tell us now or there will be serious consequences. He says no. Literally one episode fucking later. Now I'll tell you the truth. <laughs> I literally buzz it and bust it out laughing. No, no, like, no, no. Okay, okay, spoiler alert for the Umbrella Academy season one if you haven't seen the finale. Okay, and this and the, well, we've already spoiled the shit out of the comics. Let's and just it also here. spoils season two of the show. I'm talking about the show now. Most yeah. people don't care about the comics yeah. because the show's better anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. I'm sorry. No, the music kind of makes it. No, the music. The music was excellently done. The I music and the actors that. make it. Yeah. So out of like the couple episodes I saw, I also yeah. agree. Yeah. yeah. But like, anyways, I, yeah, but yeah. my point. My, so at the end of season one, they are going back in time, all of them, the entire Umbrella Academy, yeah. every single one. They they're it. holding hands. They're all going back. They're all aging down. Pete, bear this in mind. Except they're all for aging number down. four, all of them aging down to number four's age. So okay. children age. So that's the setup. Okay. Okay. Now that's the setup. What do we come the back last, to? And let me. I'm sorry. Can you please? I'm sorry. <laughs> The, so this is the last episode of season one, and you're seeing that, and they're going back in time. The first episode of season two, everybody's coming out of portals in different places, all as adults. They completely didn't even acknowledge <laughs> the fact that they included their children actors in that I'm sorry, was it supposed to be metaphorical? Because that's fucking stupid. <laughs> if it's metaphorical, then that's just see this. Plain this stupid. is magical for me. I didn't know that this happened. You didn't tell, you told me this, but I totally forgot that they went No, you just places. always forget this. I do. This is magical. You always forget it. <laughs> oh my god. Also... For some reason, I seem to have a memory that for, that remembers things that other people choose to forget. Like, my sister can't remember things from our childhood yeah. that I remember. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's, uh, yeah, true. Yeah. But anyway. 
I like how we went on a huge <laughs> tangent about a bro academy. Yeah, and we, it wasn't even like anything. We were like, yeah, let's talk about this. Yeah, no, I know, right? But this dude, that's what I figured. That, so you brought it up. What I figured was going to happen you was, this. have you seen? You opened I, I, the box. So I got to show you a couple of casts I'm interested in. But what I like about these casts is that they actually just let the conversation flow. They talk about stuff that's relevant, like their writing style to talking about like whatever, like just talking about relevant stuff that they think about. And our conversations. I find the best thing about our conversations is. We just let shit flow. We have great conversations. Well, I, yeah. I mean, for me, like my favorite cast, like there's yeah. a very there's a loose structure. Yeah, no, I'm not fine with that. I'm cool with a little bit in but there. We're still trying to feel shit out, so yeah. let's see what works and what doesn't. So, yeah, and I like that, and I like you chiming in, babe, with stuff that you're passionate about because it's actually wonderful. I that mean, that was really nice. That was great. That was awesome, actually. <laughs> and for the record, I do a hundred percent agree with Denise about yeah the rumor thing. I, for me, I was just like. For the sake of discussion. For the sake Just of discussion. Just for the sake of discussion. Yeah, no, that's and fine. That's totally fine. No, that's fine. Though, uh, that was kind of a cheat. Uh, that was, you know exactly, you knew exactly what you were doing, pressing the button, the, the Umbrella Academy button. Yes, I did. Uh, it's like talking about Cinderella versus Snow White. It's like, I will beat your fucking ass if we're talking Disney. I, I love you so much, Denise. <laughs> I don't think I even said that sentence right, but you know what, whatever. 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 <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I don't always do words correctly. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, we're all jackasses. None of us know anything. Don't take us too seriously. We're, we're yeah. in a state where recreational weed is legal. <laughs> Let's not talk about that now. I am 100% sober, police. <laughs> <laughs> You guys need to understand. I do things to bother you. <laughs> Ooh, if I'm gonna be the editor, eventually you should give me control of that so I can make sound effects when Mikey is being oh, an idiot. Give me a soundboard, sure. Yes, oh, God, no. give me a soundboard. Oh, please, let's not get too cheesy. Give me a no, Give me okay, a soundboard. We'll get a stream board or something because there's a couple good ones. Let me have fun anyway, every now well, and again. I don't do I love it how Tiger's just, it's just so used to my bullshit that he's literally just dead asleep through all of that. But <laughs> So, I will start talking he's a good about. Uh, what are we into anyway? So, you were saying, yeah, what have you been watching this um, Sorry. Have you seen the, the hit new anime, So I'm a Spider? So, uh, what? I have not, actually. No. Um, I have very mixed feelings about it because uh-huh. it's an isekai, a whole. Like, a whole high school class gets isekai'd. One of the girls, like, most of them, like, end up being, like, normal So, like, for the, so just, for, just for defining terms, what does that mean? Isekai is, like, more or less a translation, just meaning other world. It's a subgenre of anime where a normal person gets transported to a fantasy world and it can look and feel Think millions of different ways. Sword Art Online, um, you, um, Inuyasha... Um, to a limited degree, Inuyasha, because she goes to the well and goes to the other world. Yes. Um, but, like, the modern isekai trend is very much, like, shonen power fantasy. Uh, you're, uh, what is it? Real, uh, real life. No, no, not real life. Um, what's that? God damn it. ReZero. ReZero, thank you. But, like, very much, like, 
in a RP, video game RPG world is like the kind of trend that things are kind of in. It's kind of like the time I got reincarnated as a slime. Yeah, yeah that kind of world. Yeah, anyway, but continue, please. So, so what, what, what you're torn on it, anyway. I'm very mixed because, like, the main character gets reincarnated as, like, a fantasy spider. Like, mm-hmm. you know, yes. Like, so... Like, a type of monster that you would find in, like, a video game dungeon... Starts off as like a. So in other words, a rip off if I, if I reincarnated as a slime to a degree. Not, yes not and really. no yeah. because um, what it does is like, she starts off as like the small terror, small lesser terror tech, and then like will evolve, like grows and evolves okay. down that line. Yeah. The thing that I like is following this girl's journey and like making a full spider fucking like, like, class essentially like. Magic spells specifically linked to being oh, a spider, like specific poison spells. Okay. I'm using like a small spider's agility to take down bigger monsters. Okay. And like smart, no, just being smart and using using their abilities to their advantage. And yeah. like you know, there's still like, like the that. fantasy okay, magic okay. stuff where it's okay, like okay. has okay. the ability of evil eye to paralyze. So to a limited degree, what he did in slime, where he was kind of feeling his way through shit and figuring shit I out. I feel like Learning with slime, like the thing is like. Um, Remaru ate things and took those powers as this yeah. is like building its own. So he carved specific... his way through the through the world essentially. Like, yeah. yeah, he carved his way through the Car- world. Kirby, yeah. Kirby, he Kirby'd. <laughs> as like the spider, it's like it's doing spider stuff, and like even when it's like magical stuff, like the evil eye stuff, like it, she powers it up by having multiple eyes to like focus on multiple things, oh. and like. Very much like using spider things to like Ooh. get further in this world. Okay. My problem is is when it follows the rest of the cast when it's a very boring generic isekai uh. where it's just like gener like generic protagonist and angry rival boy are having a fight. Uh. Like I'm like please so the get the rest me- of the cast aren't spiders. No. Mm-hmm. Like some of them did reincarnate into like a monster. Like one of the girls was born as like a baby baby earth dragon do they know each so they know each other all yeah they're people? all from the same so class. they're all fully aware that each other has been reincarnated they all know who the way they like, were before the all that ent- shit entire class has been reincarnated i think only like 11 to 15 people have found each other in this class so the girl that's a spider she's going through like she was born in and is still living in like the main dungeon I'm going to get some water here so if you hear it on the microphone, I apologize in advance. Anyway, continue. So, like, she's in the main dungeon, and no one knows if she's been reincarnated, if she was reincarnated as a monster and killed at some point. No one knows if she's alive or dead. But, like, there's the political struggle of, like, the the regular isekai cast I find super boring. (laughs) Like, it's, like, nothing, it's pretty much everything you've ever seen if you've seen, like, these bargain basement isekai power fantasies. So, like, but it's fun when you see the spider taking down a fucking fire dragon because it's this little tiny spider who's, like, fought her way up through, like, the ranks to take down... Animation decent? Like... Um, animation is mixed. Okay. Because, like, it's CGI and real life. Yeah. Like, the CGI for, like, the spider, like... Yeah. Her movements like actually oh. looks really good and cool cute most of the time. So yeah, so like the animation with the fight must look really cool. That was um, dragon. For right? the most part, yes. Some of the monsters because there a lot of the monsters are also CGI. How how they do with look the, hit or miss? How they do with the dragon like fire and stuff like how um, they look with that. Mixed, but kind of, like at times it looks really good. At times it looks very bad. Mm. Okay. Like, the fire yeah. and everything looks good, but like the dragon itself kind of looks a bit janky. 
I, that's the thing I gotta give like the other anime. So like not to uh, we'll keep talking about this one. I want to get into later is Jabba's reincarnation. It's kind of yeah. The that's same why thing. I wanted yeah. to bring this one up because yeah. like I wanted it to contrast Jabba's reincarnation because I haven't started it yet. Yeah. So he's this is one he hasn't seen. He hasn't seen um, uh, Jabba's reincarnation. I haven't seen this one. He's talking about. And neither is Denise. Where where uh, uh, for disclosure, obviously Denise is my wife. So we watched that pretty much together, but. Um, okay, we're talking about Jabba's reincarnation. Uh, oh, do you want to go into that, or yeah, do you sure. want to go into this a bit more? I mean, no, I want to um, take you off I, topic, because you've got to that a bit. I think I've talked about everything that I found interesting, which was just the spider <laughs> mechanics. And no, that's, that animal. sounds cool, though. Like, I like that idea, because I li- that's what I liked about slime, because that was a really interesting take on what a slime does. Because mm-hmm. that's that makes sense. A slime should be capable of a lot more. Well, for me, the slime, oh. one, like it was the, the semi-wholesomeness of it, where it's like, it's not a power fantasy to, like, yeah. Go fight the evil drag like demon yeah. lord. It's like, <laughs> hey, I've kind of made this like state of monsters that's like has trade and is just you know we're all nice and I kind know. and have this so great life. Cool, except for like felt like it was really and then it got horny the at the shark. end. <laughs> and then it got horny with like that lolly. Uh, it got really lord. horny, but more importantly, it was jumping the shark a lot with the fight that you could have just let been taken over by the person who was offering take it over because it was her fault and it's like yes it was great to sh- you got to show off how everyone's approved we know you guys are all badass now we've been watching this show but, it's a little upsetting that you're but trying Denise, to we needed to see everyone's abilities like oh my God, which no. i i like the fact that like series <laughs> tend to do that like i like I, like i feel like i didn't like the way they did it i can get that for which one? But I like that for slime. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just make sure I'm following you. But so. like, yeah, for yeah, me, yeah. like that's the inverse problem that I have with like a series like Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball Z, where it's like the side characters don't do shit. And don't really Dragon know. Ball, that's not the case. I will actually argue vehemently against that. Dragon Ball, that is very much not the case. But once you get to like the Saiyan arc, like Z, yes, yes, one hundred percent, yes. I will criticize but, but that. 100%. That's the thing is like no one remembers, and most people like. The popular consensus, no one's talking about anything. Dragon Ball was when Toriyama. Before the Saiyan arc. So the thing I will argue. So before we get into going into Dark Jabba's, because I want to. Dragon Ball is something of a passion. I'll probably do a side episode on this show alone, because Dragon Ball is something I, that, I, as a writer myself, means more to me than I can actually explain. I really explain. don't think you gave it enough but of a chance, I, because I'm sorry. I didn't think I would like it either. I've read the manga. <laughs> did you did you like the manga at least? Um yeah, Toriyama's fantastic at panel layouts. Yeah, he makes action yeah. flow very well. Dude, watch. Like, I, like I, the thing is, is you can very much tell Toriyama makes it the story up as he goes. Yeah. Um, yeah. later on, like you know, when you get to the Z stuff, that's, that's my biggest criticism stuff, of him. Yeah, I agree. side characters get forgotten. The world is not. He forgot the Nimbus. He literally forgot the flying Nimbus. And like he the, forgets so So, much. okay, now let me give you one great example. That proves your point exactly. So my biggest criticism... Akira Toriyama is an incredible artist. He He's an incredible writer, and he's one of the most creative motherfuckers in human history, and I will fight to the death to argue that point. But I will also say that he does not know the definition of the word continuity. The man does not understand how to structure a timeline as well as he should. He is an excellent, excellent concept man. He makes great characters with deep, fantastic emotional story arcs that will leave you haunted and just wanting more for the rest, for just forever. Like, and a lot of fans will attest to that. And I will agree with that myself. Moments, even in his worst arcs, that I will say, cough, cough, boo, cough, were the, the best moments of the show. 
His worst arc had some of the best fucking moments of the entire series. And that's something that's amazing that you can pull off. When you still have something that's overall bad, but people still watch because the moment, the character moments were that good. That's what you get with Dragon Ball more than anything else, to go to my point initially. Dragon Ball is not bad in that way. I mean that the writing in Dragon Ball is much better because Toriyama is much more passionate. Um, I'm, I'm not trying to, like, shit on Dragon Ball in general, but... No, I know you're not, yeah. I, I do genuinely like the series. Yeah. It is nowhere near, like, a favorite of mine. And that's fair, and I'm not even hating on that. For me, like... like this for me, is there's, just, like, yeah. so many, like... Yeah. Hot take. One Piece is a much better series. And that's a matter of taste, and I can't even hate on that because I respect the the, the writer of that as well. He's fantastic. He, he's done an excellent like, job. I think you... Hot take. Naruto is shit, and especially that's because not a, of the that's way a very that fucking cold take. <laughs> that is like the coldest women. takes. Women, women in the show, oh my Jesus! Oh yeah, Naruto has got a bad problem with women. But. Sakura and Hinata, yeah. they should be yeah. the coolest women, but instead they're always. <laughs> we'll get into that another time. That's a, that's a whole other conversation. They're licking entirely. the dirt off the off Naruto's <laughs> But we'll get into that conversation another time. That's a good the topic for later. The only thing I can give Dragon but, Ball over One Piece yeah. is um, a lot of the villains are better and more memorable, and Goku is. I feel like not a better character, but like he's the be- he's, he's excellent- more. I not like he's an excellent example of a flat arc. Goku already has the right morality. He just um, becomes a better and stronger. person. No, I think uh, Luffy has a better flat arc. You think so? Yeah. I think they're I think they're both excellent examples, but I think that Goku's I think, is the best. Um, like, but then again, to be, to be fair, my so for clarification for the audience, my experience with One Piece was sadly the four kids version because I watched it on Toonami back in the day. So Toonami is a lot of my old school anime influences, a lot of stuff like that. So Luffy's just for clarification, One Piece, yeah, Luffy, yeah, no, Luffy, yeah he's of, the captain, the stretchy dude. And yeah. as of recording, I have seen every aired episode of One Piece. I, I'm a so crazy I, I saw up to when the dub switched over to the new voice actors when it was different people, and then they stopped airing it. So I only saw so much of it. Mm-hmm. But and I've I have seen Dragon Ball. We wa- she has watched all <laughs> Dragon Ball with me, and all uh, the original version of Dragon Ball. Like, as well. I recommend you watch all of One. Oh yeah, I'm going to either I, the I Funimation will. dub or subbed. I, I will yeah. sub. Yeah, but I will watch it. Choice. Oh yeah, definitely we'll watch it. I'm, that's one that I'm, I have no hesitation to watch. But or for what I was going to say with Dragon Ball, and the reason why I defend Dragon Ball so much is I feel like Dragon Ball is a show that you watch it because you get to watch Bulma go from this selfish, spoiled little girl to one of the greatest mothers in the entire, in, the, in all of anime. She becomes this, she's a sexy woman. She's somebody who is actually a very beautiful character. Somebody that Toriyama based off of his wife. Fun fact. So that's why he had so much fun with her in the early series and why she had so many moments where it was a little bit more dirty because he was basing it off of his wife. It was actually kind of sweet when you think of it that way. Like it's, it, I get why it comes off weird. Like he should have remembered the age of the character. Yeah, he should have. Yeah. But you also have to Japanese. Japan has different culture. We'll get into that another time. But and who knows? He he was probably see, just fucking horny when he was. Yeah, he was a starving this. artist. That's why a lot of a lot of his villains are food. And sometimes yeah. you really just have to give honest. a little bit of slack to the mood of the artist. Yeah. But he had also had a good career. He was in a good position, but he was also... Dragon Ball was a roll of the dice. It was blind luck that he got Dragon Ball. Yes and no. To a, to a degree, yeah. I think... Um, he, I mean, he made it he, himself, but it almost didn't get approved, is what I mean. Like, it was close. That is true. Yeah. For me, I feel like it actually was able... 
the beauty of Dragon Ball. It encapsulated old trends of like the martial fantasy martial arts of like Violence Jack it and gave, it uh, gave Fist Mar- of the North Star. It gave but then it gave a childish comedy mm-hmm. as well to bring in the younger audience who then like grew up in Japan with Dragon Ball and then you know us teenagers got Z later but yeah. you know like that's for me that's the beauty of it learning from the old and then making like something new for like the actual like shonen being I agree. Young, younger boys yeah odd, odd yeah I agree I agree but I, and I, that's what I love about Dragon Ball too easily it's one of those shows that you know the more like I, one of the things I like to talk about with people is I love watching stuff that you can go back and watch it over and over again and notice new stuff, pick up new details, find plot points or character moments or stuff you didn't think about before in that way. Dragon Ball I always found to be one of those shows. In the beginning, I used to... So when I watched it on Toonami, it was Dragon Ball, then Dragon Ball Z aired back to back. And I would be in martial arts as well at that time, actually. I was... Uh, I think it started airing again... I think they started airing it again when I was a blue belt in Tonsudo. And it was, uh, I went through, I mean, which is, I mean, it's more of a flashy competition style. I'm not saying I'm any sort of badass or anything like that. Don't misinterpret me here. But, Dragon Ball yeah, it was just kind of cool. Goku's journey. Yeah, exactly. You don't always yeah. have every side character in every yeah. episode. Yes, he's oftentimes with Bulma, but sometimes she goes off and does her own thing and doesn't come Bulma, back. Bulma, it's just seasons. as much, my point ultimately was, yeah, it's just as much Bulma's story as it is Goku's. You're watching... It's cool watching a show where you get to see this little boy become the man that you see in Z. This badass that can take down planets, that can actually save entire worlds. But you wouldn't know from who this he little is boy. if you didn't watch Dragon Ball. Yeah, exactly. You but, wouldn't know why he cared about Earth. Yeah, you go back watch and watch Dragon shows Ball. where you're like... For me, yeah. I think it, the thing that makes Goku most yeah. interesting is like that small poison yeah. in his character of, yeah. you know... If you if someone were to walk up to Goku and it's like, hey, you're gonna fight the strongest dude in all the universes, yeah. but um, you have to leave everyone behind forever. Yeah, he, like, yeah. He, give, no, he will. He, go he, will, he will go. Yeah. he will never see his family again to save their lives. No, he's yeah. definitely not a perfect character. Well, here's the thing, though. He was, he never um, wanted. That's in exactly his defense, my point. He never wanted a family. That's she, she kind of he kind of got tricked into having like, a family. He was in the first kind of too stupid to understand what was happening. I'm, yeah. What I'm trying to say is that small poison makes Goku interesting. Yeah. Like, I wasn't saying it's a bad thing. Yeah, I agree with you. Like, that's I, I one agree. of the few things that make him interesting. Yeah, no, I agree. I love Goku as... Because... No, he's... He, I, I think he's... I think there are more things Vegeta. that make him interesting, I think Vegeta is by far a more interesting character. Yes, I, I agree. Definitely. I think... Actually, you know what? <laughs> let me let me counter you with that. I think he's just as interesting for different reasons. I think Goku is interesting because he learns so much from the people around him. He's so yes. much smarter then he lets on. No, no, no. I, no, I think a better idea is he sees things in others that... He's yeah, retarded. sometimes it's naive. <laughs> yeah, he's sometimes retarded. He's retarded. He is straight up retarded. I would say but, he's but just no, socially no, 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 inept. If he didn't yeah. like he, a chance... He is smart in other ways. Like he can No, believe. exactly. He's, he, but if he, lived, he didn't he literally let Vegeta go, if he didn't let Piccolo live, if he didn't let Tien Shinran yeah. live, if he didn't let all these yeah. rivals... Yeah, if he didn't give Cell a sensu bean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but here's the no. You know why he did that? That's part of the poison in his character. He no. wants to fight the strong guys. No, 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 no. He, no. he, he gave Cell the no. sensu bean to fight Gohan because he knew Gohan could do it. Because Gohan, he knew. and then Piccolo got on his ass because as Piccolo should, yeah. as being the good dad. Yeah. Yes, Piccolo. Exactly. Is much better Piccolo, and that's where but. Goku is wrong, but. Here's the thing with Goku. You but have that to actually let me, like, let me let me actually finish the point. I was I'm trying not to make saying that yeah. like 
Yeah. You're, like I feel like you're coming at me like I'm saying it's a bad show. No, no, oh, no, no, no. I don't think you are. I'm just, I'm just, I like talking about Goku's character. And also, for no, the record, I come, I come across <laughs> attacking. Get a little too passionate for the audience. Just, Do not. Because we yeah. start turning into super Because this, yeah. this might turn into just a Dragon <laughs> Ball versus One Piece podcast. Please understand for the oh audience. God, I come across as passionate. Oh my god, I love you. Um, well, guys. Hold on. One Piece already won if you look at the sales. <laughs> oh, no, bitch. No, bitch. What? We'll, we'll fight this. Um, I come across as passionate. I just love my stuff. I love characters, and I never am ever trying to be personal with anything. These guys are my friends. My, I love my wife. I love my best friend. We're It's all cool. We're just I just get passionate. I but I will stuff. fight you over Dragon Ball. Oh, yeah. No, she will. She will. She, she is, so she, she's taking it personally. But, <laughs> yeah, she's already she's swinging fists. She's ready to throw hands, guys. I mean, I'm yeah. scared. I mean, send, send, send help. Like, <laughs> the only, like, honestly, the only reason why I don't think One Piece has ever made it, like, bigger than Dragon Ball in the States is the art yeah. style. That is true. Yeah, that's the other thing. I prefer the art style because it reminds me more of the I old school world. I prefer to watch something I love watercolor. Look at, I hate the way One Piece looks. I'm a sucker for watercolor. I hate Even, it. like, the later art? Like, have you seen what the later uh, art looks like? Oh, I hate the, the, the character designs. Really? I hate their I understand designs. how, like, for me, my big, my biggest problem is, like, the female character designs because they all have the same body. Yeah. I mean, they all the men do too, though, for the most part. No. Like the main characters. Not at all. Their neck, their head, their... uh, uh, Straight line. The first few seasons? Like, I'm... Zoro Zoro and Luffy... Zoro and Sanji maybe, like, have the similar build, but, like, Luffy's, like, smaller and stringier. I guess so. Same I thing with Usami's keep in mind, it has literally been over a decade like, since I've watched this like show. Both Sanji and Zoro have, like, actual muscles. And, like, Usopp and, like... Usopp has, like, zero muscles. Luffy has some, but he's, like, very much, like, a stringier boy. Yeah, fair point. Okay. And it then, is, like, it has literally been that long. It's been yeah. over... I lived in freaking East Bum Fuck Back like, East. Like, like, yeah. The way I choose to talk about like why it didn't get any bigger is like looking at something like fairy tale where it's like fairy tale looks like a serious anime but is written like a saturday morning cartoon I, I, fairy tale i can't get into when shows but are, yeah like, but one piece looks like a saturday morning cartoon but is written very seriously which is why i kind of liked it that's why i enjoyed it back then even but i like and it's like you don't even notice that to yeah. like maybe like a yeah. hundred fifty episodes or like a yeah couple hundred chapters in. Well, so the thing with Dragon Ball... Where you realize, like, oh, shit, he's been building up to this, and then it's like, oh, it hit its peak, and then it keeps getting better every time, and you're like, oh, shit. So my biggest thing with Goku, the thing I want to actually counter with what you were, with your point, that, yeah, he makes dumb decisions, but the reason why he did that, he knew that he couldn't be there forever, and him being there just seems to keep attracting things that will kill him. The decision he made to, he wanted Gohan, because he knew Gohan was not only more powerful than him. I don't think that... That was his thought process. I think he wanted, like, yes and no. Like, I think he wanted Gohan to overcome this and be the strong, like, he wants, in a way, like, he wanted Gohan to be, like, the strongest he could be. And Gohan, while having that potential, never wanted that to be. That's true. I think that's a very good point of view. I think Gohan, well, the biggest, I disagree with that, and I agree with that. I think Gohan also... Chi-Chi's character doesn't make any sense, and her influence on Gohan is actually rather confusing. I like how we just turned into a Dragon but, Ball fan cast. For, I know, right? About, like, but we'll talk about... That's why I wanted to do I this as a side episode. I think that's literally like about 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> we'll talk about this as a side... This is why I wanted to make this a side Dragon episode. Ball Damn it. Okay, Dragon Ball, we'll talk about later. Let's move on. Let's go back to fucking... Yeah, so we were talking about Jobless Reincarnation. I want to go back to this shit. God damn it. <laughs> 
This is why I like letting it just be a conversation because it just works, man. It, it, it's Jobless funny. reincarnation is surprising and fantastic. It's a show you go it's into. Worse. Yeah, you, you go into it thinking, oh, this will be good for a few yucks. So, you know, another, oh, he got sent to another world. He's a perv. Oh, ha, 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 ha. Oh, shit. What? Wait, huh? That, that, that's a 2D character that just now presented me with a very bizarre moral question that I now have to think about how I would handle. Did he just influence this situation as a baby because he understands his surroundings because he has the mind of a 40 year old in this body so he can actually do something to make things happen differently is he now doing these high level spells as a I don't want you to reveal too much this is first episode this is first 10 minutes Come I on. know but I honestly I mean, feel is... like this is something you should just experience yeah. you should just go yeah. in it to not show knowing what's going to happen ca- it, it takes, just knowing my it's point good. is yeah it takes tropes and turns them on their head and you, you're suddenly left there like, oh shit, this is something special. It's yes. a show that you don't expect to be... It, it's better than it deserves to be. You oh know what I mean? Goodness, That's the yes. only way I can phrase that. It's a show... Plus the animation, I'm, I'm just going to say it straight up. Perfect blend of CGI and, and hand-drawn animation. Or hand-drawn looking animation. It's very not least. your classic but, anime pervy moments. Oh yeah, and it has its moments where the animation falls through. Like, of course, like everyone, they have a budget to keep. Funimation, you can watch parts. it for free on Funimation right now. You just have to turn on mature content. You can go on there. There's, I will say this: that I would make sure that you censor it. There is a lot of uh, lewd moments, but the way that they present the lewd moments is actually very mature. I also think it's on Hulu because that's where I was planning on watching it. I have not seen it. On, I, I don't have Hulu. I just have, the, you have yeah. Hulu. My brother does. I have. Oh. Nice. I steal his. But. Yeah, we were working. Yeah, so it's it, the show is it's phenomenal. Like it, it's just the way that magic is handled is excellent. The way that the god the the religion side of it is handled is excellent. They have a very spiritual theme to it. A lot of because he was emotionally stunted as a as a man, he gets to grow up again. I don't again. want to say the too theme, much about it. It's just the theme. It's just the theme. More. It's true, but it's the theme I'm talking about over all of it. It's I just true. want to say it's yeah. amazing. I already said this the other day. I told them this the other day already. So I just want to recommend it yeah. and yeah. move on. I've heard nothing but good things about it, and yeah. like it's on my list to watch. I, I don't typically like, fall for hype. I think hype. it's the kind like, of yeah. show that needs just to be recommended but move on, yeah. because the more you hype something yeah. up, the more That's you're not going to be... No, you're right. Somebody's not going to enjoy it when from, they actually yeah. hype get for to me, it. Yeah, hype ruins shows for me, and I agree with that. That's, That's why I'm okay, trying to right, keep right. you from hyping. You're right, you're right, you're right. Because it's very easy to overhype it because it's very, very, very fucking good. good yeah like it's it's we're really enjoying it like That's she she was hesitant to even though. get into it and then she was like why is there not like, more just because of the hype is like if it wasn't the hype i would have gotten like probably just moved over it because like it like, looks so generic it but it's looks, not it looks like nothing yeah. it does not look like what it, it is. looks like anime tm right it looks like right though that's such a way of putting it yeah. like right that's so perfect yeah it's but it's I love stuff that does that, like shows and movies that do that. Like, to transition to another topic I wanted to actually touch on eventually. Like, I was saying, I like movies and shows that, like, that you watch again, you pick up new details. Like, I showed you Smoking Aces, for example. I love movies where you're watching this shit and you're going into it thinking, oh, this will just be a good for a few yucks. This is a fun action movie. Like, just turn my brain off, have some fun. Oh. Huh? That sounds like a deep plot. Um... Wait a minute, we saw this dude earlier doing this shit. Why is he there now? Wait a minute, huh? Hold, hold on. Wait, huh, huh? Wait, what? And then the ending, your jaw is on the friggin' floor, and then you think about it. 
Things, and it all makes sense. Things like that is why I want you to get into One Piece because yeah. things get built up and actually. Oh like, yeah, I know that. I want to get into crescendos and like. It pays off. Yeah, I heard there's, that. There's so many things that like get brought up and get paid off. Like something that was brought up like in chapter like ninety was brought up in like chapter nine hundred fifty something. Like nice. Um, it was one of Zoro's swords, uh, the Kitetsu three. Nice. I think is what he has, and like Luffy steals the Kitetsu two from someone. Nice. And like you know, when he bumps, so back, he gets he's all. Th- he's looking for all three. No, like Zoro has his three swords, and um, at, at that point he has the three he he's kind of stuck to. Hmm. Like this sword is a cursed sword that he picked up in Logetown before they entered the Grand Line. Okay. And pretty much he walked into the store, was like, "This one seems cool," and like you know, the store owner's like, "That shit's cursed. Everyone who dies touches it dies." And Shit, so Zoro just, like, chucks it up in the air, lets it fall right out of his feet. He's like, seems good to me. But takes it, and then, like, that Zoro ends up, like, from him being, you know, putting his balls on the table like that, being like, well, here's the sword that I made, good sir. Go ahead and take it. And that sword ends up getting broken, like, hundreds of chapters later, but... Shame. It's so cool. Um, the sword he gets instead nice. is one of, one of, like, the 20 legendary swords in this world, like, these masterpieces that like nothing can stand next to, Damn. which he actually yeah. loses in recent time. That's for, cool. For, no, I love for good like story that. reasons. Yeah, no, too. yeah, yeah. But, but again, we're now the One Piece body. <laughs> I will suck in Oda's dick. I will. <laughs> like that. Like I've got a One Piece tattoo. That's how much like I love this series. No, that's that's me with Fully Cooly. So I get it. Which you also have a tattoo of, and yeah. And I just I'm just a broke motherfucker, so I can't afford tattoos. But oh, this one was like a hundred bucks. So and I'm getting no, I know, but I'm I'm that broke that I can't afford even a hundred. Well, you're bucks. gonna get that stimmy. Yeah. That's what like I'm gonna use my stimmy for as a tattoo. So responsibility. Since, <laughs> and since we're talking about anime, I'll bring up another one that I've been watching, and one of the only other than like the Spider one, the only like seasonal show I've like kept up with is Doctor Stone. And Dr. Stone, I have such a mixed feeling about the anime of it. I haven't seen it. Like, that's one I actually Um, The thing is, like, it's written very well, and, like, the story is great, characters are fun. See, the animation I've heard just, that. The animation for the anime just kind of sucks. I've heard that. That's what I've heard as well. Like, I saw that. That's why I couldn't get into it. Like, if the animation is bad enough, I'm just like, oh, no, that's going to bother me. I can't. I think, right. the, like, because yeah. they try to keep it as close to, like, Bochi's um, art style as possible, which is, like, super high detail yeah and super high detail and animation don't mix too well that's how you get this stilted looking stuff yeah. which i feel like it's okay i just wish like more anim like i don't care about the fight scenes in this show it's a shonen show but like it's about in the year like 2017 i think like everyone in the world turns to stone i think like two three hundred year like three thousand years later people start actually breaking out of the stone. One of them being this kid, Senku, who was yeah big brain science boy. Yeah. You know? I mean, this show isn't subtle. Like, the, he, like, cuts his hand and writes E equals MC squared on his, like, fucking jacket that he makes. Science! But, like... It's in his blood. But, like, the actual science, like, is relatively real. Like, they do take... That's cool. Well, I was good to see, They yeah. take liberties, but, like, I wish more... Effort went into, like, when they made the magnet, and, like, it looked kind of cool, but, like, if it was animated better and, like, more effects, like, the thing is, like, what I want to see is, like, when they build the the steam gorilla tank in, like, the latest season, 
Like, I wish the animation... How many that. seasons are there? There's only two. It's two? on its second season. Okay. Like, I don't care about when uh, Tsukasa comes to f- have that fight scene in, like, the latest episode. You know, like, that's not what I care about. Like, I... The animation should exemplify, like, enhance the moments where you're getting hyped, and the fights aren't really that hype for it. I mean, like, they kind of are, but, like, that's not the point of this show. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, discovering gunpowder or making light bulbs. That's, see, you know what? It reminds me of, um, it's the, like way, that, the way you phrase that, it kind of reminds you of why I like Spice and Wolf. It had that, like, that feel of, like, a li- a, you know what I mean? Like they're they're going through this this cool different thing, and like they're explaining stuff in depth. Like for, for this show, it's science. For Spice and Wolf, it's economics, yeah. and mercantilism, and stuff like that. And it's like it's shit that I never thought I would be interested in, mm-hmm. but the way that they approach it and go about it and explain it is like, oh shit, this actually makes perfect sense. And oh damn, I actually care about an economics plot. What the fuck is happening? That's how I feel about like this science. Like I, you know, yeah. I already had like a like for science, but like, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I didn't talk about the like actual plot setup. So. Like, like I said, people start popping out of stone. He, um, Senku makes a revival potion out of ni- ni- nitric acid. Yeah. Like, is kind of like... Oh, uh, no shit! Ooh, yeah. okay. Out of bat guano. Like, uh, able to purify it, like, get it out of bat guano, nitric acid. Yeah, that would... Yeah. Uh, and then... Okay. Like, he wakes up his his best buddy, who is, like, kind of a blockhead, but is, like, a good noodle. Like, won't hurt a fly, but, like... Could probably take a gunshot to the chest and walk it off, like buff boy, strong, but like oh. doesn't want to hurt a fly. So basically, Lunk. Yeah. Probably you ever seen those videos? The Legend of Lunk. Look those up. Just just look those up. Do yourself a favor. It's magical. Anyway. <laughs> but like in the them trying to build things up, end up almost getting killed by like lions because you know Tokyo Zoo animals eventually get out with no people around and like wildlife that shouldn't be there is starting to has now a thousand years later kind of grown up there so but run into lines they end up finding the strongest high schooler alive his 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 stone, what? His, his stone statue which is he's essentially a jojo villain oh you know? god like he's this big buff boy they <laughs> use their use their nitric, nitric acid to like free him he kills the lions in a single punch but then you realize, like, oh, this guy's got some fucking mental issues. One, oh, God, I had to be done, but anyway. <laughs> like, and, like, and gives good reason later, but, like, he wants to essentially start society from scratch. Yeah. Of, like, build up everything anew. He, he only wants to save specific people because he sees, like, the adults of being corrupt and evil pieces of shit, which he's not entirely wrong in his circumstances, like, kind of give him reason to but like, yeah. Senku's like I want to save everyone like the good shonen boy which leads them into conflict they s- separate He, f- you find a village of people that don't have the same scar like people that bust out of these statues end up having like crack like scars on their body I noticed that from the cover yeah yeah. That, um, that, you yeah. find he finds a village of people that don't have those scars and that ends up him making a kingdom of science to go up against Tsukasa later and like I don't okay. want to spoil where these people come from because like it's actually like a kind of fun twist yeah we'll, we'll talk about yeah I'll look into that one I'll talk to you about that again and maybe in a future episode we can go into that again but that's interesting cool huh dope alright I'll have to look into that one again I noticed that when I was looking through some stuff so yeah I'll have to check that one out again dope I All highly right. recommend it like 
it there's like you've never been so hyped for someone just to make ramen. I feel that. I know what you mean. <laughs> I know what you mean. I that you say it that way, and it's so like, stupid. Like but you I get see, it. like there's a a spoiler where there's soda pop at one point, and you're like, "Holy shit!" And it's just like, it <laughs> just, sounds crazy. I know, but you're just sitting there to yourself, but then you're also like, "Yeah, you know what I mean." Like you face palm, but then you're just mouth on the floor. You know, for the sake of because this is not on, on video. Yeah, but. <laughs> But, um, yeah, it's... No, I feel that. That's that's how it was with, uh... Oh, man. Yeah, no, again, really, with Spice and Wolf, that's the best comparison I can make with it. Yeah, it's... It's a, uh... It's, it's one of those shows that, like, you get into it, and, like... I mean, Holo's... Uh, Holo's a good and interesting character and all that. The main guy, I can't remember his... Uh, Lawrence. Craft Lawrence is an uh, interesting character. He has a really... Like, he's very... A little 2D at first, but he develops. He gets there. He's, he's an interesting guy. He comes off like he's greedy at first, but then he meets an actual goddess, and it changes him. Like It changes his perspective, and it's interesting seeing this dude who's very materialistic meeting this woman who's very spiritual, because she literally is a living spirit. Like The two of them actually have a very interesting dynamic of learning each other's worlds and how things work and how like he teaches her money, she teaches him how like her way of thinking can benefit him. Like it ends up changing him. It's interesting watching him as a character grow while also explaining these ec- these complex economic concepts of mer- like from mercantilism and like very outdated systems of economics in a way that makes sense to a modern mind. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not very it's not overly complex. Obviously, they keep it rather basic, but some of the plots get rather in depth and like there's a whole like one of the arc one of the plots is involving money value and how like how the how the, the metal used to make a currency can affect the value of it not to get too detailed so I don't spoil an actually really interestingly executed plot but it, it's worth it the animation is pretty I, I'm a sucker for I'm a sucker for gorgeous animation I yeah. love it and I also like the idea of the spiritual with the material because it's interesting and Holo grows right before your eyes as a character from a rather selfish and I don't want to say spoiled, but clearly very damaged and was very lonely. Mm-hmm. And he was lonely as well in a different way. So, like, they they interact and they have a very interesting way. And then it goes into, like, old school remedies. Like, they use diluted uh, hard cider. So, like, alcoholic apple cider diluted as a remedy for when she was feeling sick. He gives her a little bit of that to make her feel better. So, it's, like, very medieval feeling. They go into, like, all these cities that have interesting ways, like, different laws, different city-states. So, like, but, but it's... It's very well done, you know what I mean? Like, so you get excited about concepts that are rather boring, and it just feels very alive. You know what I mean? It's one of those shows that has that very lifelike feel to it. You feel like you're actually able to see this world around you evolve and grow, and you give a shit about what happens here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's all fantasy-based in the world, so it's all fictional nations and places like that, so that makes it nice and easy to get into. You kind of learn as Holo is learning how the world is structured. So that also helps. It's pretty cool, though, yeah. overall. Yeah. I think it's, like, it's definitely on, like, I found it on Hulu, so yeah. I was like, oh, I'll probably watch it eventually. And if you want good animation, uh, Mob Psycho 100. I was actually shown that one before, and I want to watch it. I, it looks very interesting. I Writing is great, because if you know um, the webcomic one, the one that wrote One Punch Man. Yes. Um, he's a fantastic writer, so, like, the writing is great. Um, I mean, like, art. Art for the anime is great. If you were to ever read the manga slash webcomic, um, mm-hmm. the art like he's a he's not a great artist. I will or like a great draftsman, but a fantastic writer. And I'm, but I am happy that he like actually you know makes 
makes his visual medium because it feels 100% him. Yeah, I feel that. No, it does. And they actually make his, like, they translate his, you know, his sketchy art style to a good-looking show mm. in a very good way. Nice. No, but, I love it when they do when they manage to do that. But without going into that show too much, because, um, <laughs> like, maybe we should watch that one together. I'd be down for that. Yeah, I'm totally down for that. Which Sounds one? Good. Uh, Mob Psycho 100. I've seen I've seen the first episode. I haven't seen much more beyond that. Um, I don't remember it. It's been a couple of years, and I mean, I, let's I, be real here. I'm not going to remember that. I mean, <laughs> if you watch the first season and you don't like it, then don't. Like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so like, I, like I, it, season two won't change anything, but like I would also be surprised if you went through like season one and did not like it. Yeah, typically it depends on the show how long I would recommend somebody to watch before I say give up on it. Like with certain shows, I say three episode rule. Certain shows, I say give it a season. Certain shows, I say you just. It, you got to give it some time to build. Some so if you don't know immediately, you're not going to like it. Yeah, it it very much depends. Like you know, to go back to One Piece, like it's hard for me to like. If you start watching that and get to like the Arlong Park arc of that show, and you're still not like into it, um, where Nami, the Fishman, like the Fishman. Oh right, 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 right! I did get that far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you got to that point and you're like, I'm not feeling it. Like I'd say drop it. But. You know, like, other shows, like, give it, like, I usually just do, like, a single episode test half the time. <coughs> you right there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I feel that one. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying there. But, like, also, like, if you watch One Piece and you're like, I hate shonen action shows, you still probably, like, I wouldn't even recommend it. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. Yeah, trying, feel like, that. you know, it's... Shonen, uh, shonen, just because we defined uh, Isekai earlier, sh- um, shonen. Um, shonen literally just means, um boy or young boy but like the colloquial colloquial term for it is pretty much like shows or anime manga that like are aimed toward like that demographic which usually are like action based yeah like so for dragon ball naruto yu yu hakusho boruto's dad yes boruto's dad (laughs) i love how you phrase it that way that's wonderful Oh my god, I remember in fifth grade I was so into Naruto and that just proves the point. Dude, I am... I still have a love for Naruto. Oh yeah, no, it's got a special place in my heart, but I hate it. With but all like, my I gave up on Boruto. Oh, like, yeah. I've seen like pretty, a lot of Naruto. I even watched Naruto the last movie. Like, my mom caught me watching it and she's like, you're still watching Naruto? I'm like, just the last movie. To... Maybe I'll feel something for once in my life. But, you know. No, nah, then you did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean the fight. And the struggle goes on. The thing about Naruto, it has some. It still holds a place in my heart as well. It has some of the best fights. Yeah, Yeah, the first yeah. Anime. I can't replace those memories of watching it with my best friends when I was a kid, like Like, watching it through fifth fifth grade. The thing is, like those fights. Fifth grade, grade. yeah, damn. Still hold up, and like Kishimoto, for all of his flaws in writing, is able to tie the emotional conflict of a fight to the physical conflict. Of the I remember, you know, it's funny. I remember talking to my cousin about Naruto when I was in high school when they came out to see us from like Hawaii. They, I lived on the East Coast and they lived in Hawaii, so they came out. You know, one of the few times I saw them, I remember talking about this show with them, and that was one of the things I said to him, which is actually kind of funny. You said you phrased it that way, just by coincidence. That's like, hilarious. Like you could make a top list of like the best ten anime fights. Yeah. And you would have to make the rule that Naruto only gets one spot. Yeah. You yeah, would, no, you'd I have agree to with that. because like half of that Gaara is amazing. Like, like the Gara yeah. versus Rock, Rock Lee, both Naruto versus Sasuke fights. Gara versus Naruto. 
was, it was interesting. Like, that, was, yeah, that was interesting, but like it was the more the emotional build up to that was incredible. Like the way, but like, yeah, D- fucking Naruto versus um, goddamn, what's his name, blind dude, not blind, but fucking uh, Neji. Neji, thank you. Actually, fun fact: there was a little bit of plagiarism in that anime fight. I know, I heard that. We'll talk about that uh, for another one. Please write that down. Actually, put that into our doc okay. if you can. Can you get to that without worrying about oh, the recording? Okay. We're good. Cool. I just can't use the scroll wheel on my mouse because it doesn't work right. Oh, that's annoying. Well, fuck. Uh, Tiger, you are just unfazed by all that happens around you. You're a good mascot, Tiger. Actually, Matt, this would be a good one for that. Just like he was the way he was sitting just there. His paws. Oh, yeah. So do you want to talk about Orville or yeah. Agatha Christie? Either one of those? Yeah, I was going to say, another, like, for old school. Something a little more old school. Uh, Orville I want to go into another time after I've actually finished it and I can go and complete a, a full thought on that one. Okay, That's a show I'll... I'm very torn on, but we'll save that for later. Okay, I can go ahead and move it. Yeah, please do. I want to talk about that one, but I'm very torn on it because I like yeah. elements of it. Just just for the sake of satisfying curiosity, if anybody's listening, I like elements of it. Eh. The writing is questionable. The writing is very questionable here and there. But I li- I really respect Seth MacFarlane as a writer when he actually puts effort into a project. The man can write, but I think that he also ha- he also has a consistently consistency problem. But I also feel like, but it's also a TV show. It's not all written by the same person, so mm-hmm. you got to bear that in mind with anything. Yeah. So that's why show that's why TV shows episodes fluctuate in, in quality. Why but. Oh, can you write down? I don't even remember. I wanted to write down Stargate. We've been we went back to. I want to write that. Have you ever had a for this week or not? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Have you ever remembered a video game and wanted to? (laughs) We might need to edit this out. Um, (laughs) But what are you saying, babe? I just remembered, like Maggie was playing a video game once a long time fucking ago, and I just can't remember the name of it or anything. And I'm trying to think to find it. Describe it. I, it's I don't. I think it was like a weird gravity game. And I think gravity I, Rush. No, that's not it. That well, was not the name. Well, then I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> exactly. The Google like, internet saying the same thing. Like the only other gravity game I could think of was like this shitty third-person shooter inversion, but like no one ever played it ever. I don't think there was also Crack which was like the land terrain thing which was kind of I guess you could say that but and the only really reason why I know that is because I think I have a broken brain and I spent a lot of time in high school just watching uh, like IGN reviews yeah but oh my god oh, yeah, an but, idiot is that actually the game Gravity yeah that's Rush. A, that's probably Gravity it. Rush is a real good game that's probably yeah, it yeah that's the game oh my god babe <laughs> I'm an idiot I love you <laughs> but yeah I wanted to talk about Stargate afterwards but yeah what <laughs> I wanted to what I wanted to bring up was Agatha Christie because I grew up reading her books. I mean, 12, Ang- uh, 12 Little Indians and then there were none. It was the same book. That's the same book with two different titles. Uh, marketing, don't ask. Complicated nonsense. But anyway, um, uh, you probably read a couple of her books in high school or in something like uh, 12 Angry Men. And then there were none. Uh, Poirot was a big one. I prefer, uh, and then there was Come. But that's... that's hey. that, is, that is a good... <laughs> hey. uh, but... No, but she so Christie was an incredible author. She wrote a lot of incredible books, and like she was in Lee in the same league as Sir Arthur Conan Doyle with, with Sherlock Holmes. Like her work changed the world. Like 
like her work changed, like redefined the genre of mystery. She was called the queen of suspense. Like she knew how to make incredible plot lines that would just leave you. Like the, the most interesting thing is her most famous character, Hercule Poirot. She absolutely fucking despised. She hated this man as a character. She hated him. She hated writing him. She just wrote him as a. I'm, I, I gotta look into this. I gotta check my sources on this before I talk out of my ass here. But I'm almost positive she wrote her, wrote him as a thought exercise to see if she actually could make characters she hated. And then he started fucking selling, so she was stuck with him. <laughs> but she, um, she she managed to make this very relatable, complicated, but very flawed, nar- neurotic, not na- nearly narcissistic, but in the most mor- morally pure way he could possibly be. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like a very complex character in, Por- in Hercule Poirot. The Belgian that everyone calls the Frenchman. But he's hilarious. It, it's, he, the mysteries are really intense. The... The episodes, which you can find on BritBox and on various other fun streaming sites, they're, they're a masterpiece collection, Hercule Poirot. You can look up Agatha Christie's Hercule Poirot. You can find them, like, you can find clips of them on YouTube. You can just, you know, you can, the internet is a thing, that, ladies and gentlemen. You know how to navigate them if you found us. <laughs> but. <laughs> and if you found us, I'm very sorry. I am too. I'm a rambling You're probably of one of my personal friends, or one of Mike's personal friends. Why are you still here? Yeah. <laughs> but. To listen to this trash fire. You're probably, like, at work, bored out of your mind, and this is what you're listening to, and I'm. Thank you. We love you. If you're coming back because we somehow gotten big. Well, uh, hi, future us. But <laughs> imagine the wave there. You know what happened. <laughs> but, but, but um, no, that's why I like Agatha Christie. I liked all those works because, like, it's it's hard to find shows that have consistently good writing. And Christie's books were always that way. And the fact that they stuck so loyally to the books while making these hour long TV episodes. It, oh brilliant. my goodness! It's brilliant. Yes. They get details that I actually forgot. Right. And then I'm like, oh shit, that is how it happened in the book. And I looked it up, and yeah, it's it's all perfect. Everything is right. They do a great job. The acting is all fantastic, except for a couple episodes. There's some eh, questionable actors, but the whole thing, the Poro absolutely nails it. David Suchet is the name of the actor. Absolutely excellent actor. British man. Never drops his Belgian accent the entire show. Nails it. Absolutely nails it. Excellent actor. Everybody in the show is just phenomenal. Now I want to find a Belgian person and be like, how did he do <laughs> Um, like what? probably <laughs> say spot on because he did a great job. It's it's like when you like hear an Irish person who like played Fallout Four and like got to cat and was like, you know, that's a shite accent they might. <laughs> oh, that's a shite accent they might. <laughs> that's that was terrible too, man. It that was, was more Scottish. That was fucking <laughs> Scottish. You racist. <laughs> and... Cancelled. Cancelled. <laughs> uh, I feel like you can make fun of all the white people you can. <laughs> Oh, God. That's racist, and I find it hilarious. <laughs> like, it's super true. Like, I saw, you know, that meme where it was, like, had all the, like, gay flags, and, like, the last one was, like, Italian or Irish or something, and it's just, like, you know, someone you know might be, like, bi, gay, trans, and then Irish. So be careful about what you say. Like, I love that. <laughs> and then, I'm, like, I'm, my response is, like, if That's one of my friends... Color, but... If my friend comes out as Irish, I don't know if I could take it. <laughs> I have something to tell you. Uh, <laughs> All right, I'm about to and flip this table and just walk. You just close. You just close the laptop and just fucking unplug the like, mic and, and like wordlessly like pack up all my shit and leave. Yeah. Oh my God, like, I can't believe I'm here with them. You just start throwing slurs at me like in the twenties. Because that's somehow on the table now. 
Just no, like, Guido Wapaz, I hate this shit, and just leave. That's, that's <laughs> Italian, you idiot. You said Irish. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> All you white people look like to me. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, the joke I can make right now. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Oh, man. Oh my god. Alright, but anyway, back to where were we? That was so funny. You were talking about... I think we might need to cut that. No, I'm leaving that in. That made me look the worst, to be honest. I feel like we kind of need to cut the last little bit. Because it's getting meandering. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I think it's really going to get cut, Denise. No. I don't think it's getting cut, Denise. Where we got? Alright, it was just a recommendation. <laughs> If I'm feeling up to the work, I might cut some of it. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. So, um, do you want to go on about um, Agatha Christie, or? No, I was gonna say we're going. I was gonna say they're just like older pro. It's just cool to see older properties, and like just because something's older, don't dismiss it. You know what I mean? Go to like older stuff. Sometimes you got to go back to the classics to find something cool. Yeah. Because like sometimes old TV shows are amazing. Like I remember I used to watch one with my dad. Those corny old TV shows that the. the the procedurals that were like, you know what I mean? Like, like, God, I'm trying to remember one of the other ones that was around the time. Like, you know, like TV land stuff from back when we were kids. You yeah. see all these shows that were like, you were in a firehouse drama or a, t- or a police drama or an emergency room. The show was called Emergency. Like, literally, that's what it was called. But it was like, it was, oh, it was so cheesy and it was so corny. But it was a good show. It was one of those shows that I loved watching with my dad and I loved watching going through that stuff. I love old stuff that actually hold that like it, it's cheesy as hell like Love Bone fucking Gilligan's Island and like shit like that that still holds up now you go to like Andy Griffith and find old school shit with Don Knotts still being funny as absolute hell and then you go to like you find him like doing guest appearances in Family Guy and he's still fucking hilarious before he died rest his soul but I mean I don't know just because something is I feel like a lot of the biggest things we see now with media is we we don't we remake classics without actually understanding what classics are. Like, I think we were talking about Powerpuff Girls, right? Like, you and I were talking about that a little bit a ago little before bit. we started recording. We were saying, like, we were like, talking, like... I was talking about, like, how I don't get how they reboot these old cartoons, but they're aiming them only at, like, kids. Like, there's... It's yeah. not their... Like, it's either you make a new... Like, for me, it's, like, either you make a new cartoon... Like, that's inspired by the Powerpuff Girls and, like, kind of move on. Or you make a something for, you know, like a DreamWorks type thing where it's, like, adults kind of get it and it's for kids. Like, something for you and your kids to watch together. Maybe. You know, like, either that's the kind of thing you shoot for, like, do a DreamWorks type thing or you just make something new. Because it's, like, I don't see the point in remaking an old cartoon for trying to get people to be nostalgic over this new cartoon that they're gonna hate and kids are not gonna like understand the nostalgia for because they're kids they don't have nostalgia for shit then you get the movie then you get movies like gem and the holograms that were friggin oh my god i don't even know if you're familiar with that trash fire so for people that probably don't know this very niche 80s show it was like think transformers think your fucking johnny quest your procedurally generated cell animation you know what i mean cheaply made 80s show oh like, like masters of the universe yeah yeah that is same format essentially but like master like it was still good for what it was it it, it was gem you know what i mean that's the best way i can describe it it was gem it was it's like master he-man it was he-man 
Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, or like Josie and the Pussycats. Yeah, but no, Josie, no, that's more 60s and 70s. That's slightly different style, but it's still the same basic idea. Same basic idea. Yeah. It was just, it, it's it was Josie. decent for what it was. Yeah, exactly. But, so, the, um, yeah, so with, with Gem and the Holograms, they made this show that was like, it was, it was all right. A lot of fans were, they were, it had a decent fan base, made a good amount of money, the toys sold well enough. And then it went away, as shows do. It had its run, it went away. Cool. Okay, whatever. They made a live-action movie where literally nothing was, was, was right. It was, it was a very 80s show. They yeah. made a live-action movie where literally nothing was right. Not, the whole thing was completely ridiculously wrong. It was tone-deaf as hell. Cheesy in all the worst ways possible with nothing appealing about it. It was shot like hell. The plot was stupid. The acting was terrible. Like... Random Molly Ringwald is random Molly Ringwald. Um, that was Molly Ringwald, right? I think it was, but I don't remember. It, it was that bad, but I, I didn't watch it even. I, I saw that. I hate to recommend him because he has jumped the shark and gotten shitty. Nostalgia Critic did an excellent video on the movie. I don't like his modern stuff, especially after his uh, we'll call it tone deaf and review of of uh, the, wall. the wall. Yeah, that was uh. Wow, we should do an episode talking about that. I, if I had any knowledge beyond like watching other people's videos on Nostalgia Critic, I would love to. I just have no feeling whatsoever on Nostalgia Critic, other than like it's more. We actually watched him before the before he before the movie before he went to shit (laughs) before he went to shit. Like honestly, like he actually like that's all I know about him is that he he's shit. Content went down. That like. Like, he made bad movies, and then he made a bad cover al- album of The Wall. <laughs> and the show, oh dude, the, the episode was... He called The Wall pretentious. Pink fucking Floyd pretentious. Like, I'm sorry, no. That was a man literally pouring his soul out, debating if he was going to live or die. Going between addiction of heroin and, and debating suicide. Like, Comfortably Numb is literally what he remembers from being resuscitated after ODing. Fuck, man. If I'm, correct me if I'm wrong on that. I could be wrong on that one, but I'm 90% sure that that's what that song is about. But, but hey, guys, we should either change what we're doing soon, yeah. or you should let me go in the bedroom to take a nap. Okay. <laughs> All right, go ahead, babe. You want to go? We can keep talking, because I don't mind. Matt and I can... All right, we're back. We just took a little bit of a break really quick. We weren't expecting to. It just kind of happened. So, yeah, we'll see where how this ends up coming out at the end of this, shall we? Yeah, <laughs> so we're going to move on to um, the games we've been playing. So, After you, good sir. I'll let you take lead on this one. Um, I will start with talking about the first game I probably finished in months, being The Surge 2. And I finished it not because of it being particularly good. I just felt it was a good podcast game, and I eventually just milked that game's content. You know? <laughs> Um, it's essentially Dark Souls, but in a mechanical dystopian future. Okay, I can see that. Um, so the, like Steampunk Dark Souls essentially. Not even Steampunk, like more... Cyberpunk? No. I'd say like more... Think of like what we might look like in like 10 years. Okay, I can see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Like okay. it's a... Like, semi-futuristic. Semi-futuristic. There's a lot of mechanics. Like realistic fishing essentially. Yeah. yeah I can see that. Okay. Um, the unique selling point of the game is the mechanic of when you lock on, you can choose which limb and body part to target so like if you like hey that man's got a nice piece of chest armor i don't think about taking that you can focus on that chest piece hit like 
hit the specific button prompt to f- do the finishing move and get that chess piece. And like that's, it's great for grinding. Um, I played the first game and I really didn't like it. Um, I think the big difference between the two games is like their world design. Like the first game is just boring factories, like and punching robot dudes. As like in the new game, you get guy like weird cultists. You get people you know worshiping like a power plant. You get like an actual like forest area. Like, you actually get interesting biomes with, mm. like, unique-looking okay. enemies compared to, like, here's a man with light robot armor. Here's a man with heavy robot armor. Yeah. And more weapon types, like you would expect from, like, a sequel game. Okay. And it just kind of hit better. Like, I feel like that game wants you to play it fast and crazy. So, like, I usually went with, like, the twin rigged or fists for most of that game. I mean, the heavy options are fun, too, but, like, I've... I personally feel like that game wants you to, like, go in, build up a combo, since, like, you have an energy meter, which you can, like, charge into injectable, like, either healing or antidote items. So, like, it feels like you, it wants you to jump in, charge up that meter, save those, um, injectables. Like, you can, like, load them, pretty much. And then, like, you know, hop in and out, like, to be more aggressive. I know you're not, like, a super big Dark Souls guy, but, like, I like the Souls. Like, like I've been pl- Like, Neo is another good one, but, like, that one's got too much content for me to ever finish. I enjoy it. I, I was playing a little bit of some Souls recently with some of my friends in the UK. It was pretty fun. Like, I can, I can give it a better shot with it. It's, it's not typically my cup of tea, though. It's, like... it's So, for the audience, so to clarify this, I'm, I'm sorry. You can ask my friends who play with me. I'm really not bad at this game. I genuinely just do not like it. I know it sounds like I'm making excuses. I almost play. I almost He's full first... of shit. Just tell him to get good. <laughs> <laughs> I almost first, no. He hasn't played with me before, but I actually almost first tried the first boss from I think it was three, which I mean, I've been told is one of the harder ones. The, in the first in the boss in three, like that's supposed to be like the, the tutorial the, boss. The, the tutorial I'm told is like one of the harder tutorial bosses. I three, didn't think so. I one shot that thing. I might be wrong though. I, I might, was it two? Was it two? two? I could be wrong. It might have been two. I think I can't remember. It was two or three. I know it wasn't one. It was, might have been two or three. I can't remember. It was, mm-hmm. but either way, I, I did decently. But I'm not bad at the game mechanics. It's, it's just, it's, I know you guys, you're just giving me shit. I know that, but it's, it's something that I know there's a big cult following for this game. I know it's got a very, it's nothing against the game. I don't have anything against it as a mechanic, like mechanically or anything like that. It's just not my cup of tea. I, I find it very hack and slashy, which isn't my style. I get that you can play it different ways to play it, not that style, but that seems to be the style that's genuinely encouraged. That's generally encouraged. And I find, like, the gameplay style is... It's good. I like the enemy design. I like the graphics. I like the world, the lore. It's all very impressive. I just... It just doesn't do it for me. I play it. I just kind of get bored. So then, what's your thoughts on Elden Ring coming up, then? Because it's written by uh, George Railroad Martin of... Really? I haven't heard of that, actually. I haven't looked into that one at all. Um, There's not much out. Like, they pretty much announced it, and, like, haven't heard anything since. Other than some recent leaks, but, like... I, okay. I haven't really looked into the leaks, but, like, they seem legit, and, like, it's pretty much just open-world Dark Souls written by George Railroad, I'll kill your favorite character, Martin. My, so my thoughts on George, I haven't read much of his, of much of his work myself. I actually didn't get that heavy into, into Game of Thrones, which, I know, weird, strange. I've seen the first season, I've seen, That's actually like, kind of surprising, because, like, you, oh, seem, no, like, I know. you're a big fantasy mark. I like to see how shows are going to end and that ending 
made it so I didn't have much motivation to want to go into it. I'll probably watch the whole thing just up to season seven. Was it season six that was bought? Was it up to season six that it ended? Or I it, think like up to the second to last season, I'll end up watching, and then I'll just bail on that because I'm I watched every all the whole reaction, and as a Star Wars fan, ooh, I felt that pain. Ooh, I felt that pain. <laughs> but yeah, Game of Thrones. Like as for Martin himself as a writer, I listen to interviews of him. I listen to him talk about writing and talk about what his opinions are of of writing and what he's proud of as a writer. I get him. I get the man in a weird way. Like he, the thing he said that actually stuck with me. The, the stuff that I'm the most proud of, and quoting him here uh, for uh, for the record, the stuff that I'm most proud of is the this particular field of flowers that took me a really long fucking time to figure out how to describe just right. Like you, like I think of. I mean, yeah, I'm proud of my big plot twists and all the red wedding and all the shit that everybody really loves, but. It's the stuff that's just one page, that there's a lot of detail put into it. That image in your head that I put a lot of time into to get right, and I, you know, what I mean, I'm loosely quoting here at yeah. this point, but yeah, you, you know what I mean. I get that. Well, I know I, like yeah. people that like one of my buddies. He's super into the books. So, yeah. Like he talks about like how much George likes to write about food and like how immaculately detailed he talks about the food in the world and like I feel like he just likes to go into like that like nitty gritty detail. He's a, he's a Tolkien. The man is a Tolkien in terms of writing. Stuff. But like, I'm kind of working. Tolkien, whatever. Kind of like supposed to pronounce. Wondering what like a game written by him would look like, especially since like. I feel like it would be Elder Scrolls to a limited degree, if he does it right. Possibly, like I'm. I'm optimistic. Like I'm gonna get the game, most likely, regardless, because I like the Dark Souls formula. I'll probably enjoy it because yeah. I like. I'll give it a shot just to give it a t- like the old college try, so to speak, and see how it ends up going, but. Yeah, I like Martin as a writer. I think he's a very talented writer. I don't. I wish he hadn't published the glossary as his next book. I get why he did it. As a man, as somebody who has who wants to create one myself for my own my own writings, I get it because he didn't want to be Tolkien and like have the Sam Amelian published way after he'd already died when no because then then bitch about how nobody gets his world when you didn't fucking publish ninety percent of it, you fucking jackass. But. <laughs> but no it's I, I get so I, I like Martin for that respect I get where he's coming from with some of that shit and yeah he's bear in mind I'm talking on my ass on a lot of this stuff this is stuff that has half remembered stories and fucking details that I've heard in random podcasts and videos and other shit that I'm crossing with other shit so please keep in mind my memory is very imperfect yeah <laughs> so don't take my word as gospel but yeah do your own research figure out what actually sounds like what actually ends up turning up true Maybe my half-remembered truths will, will bring you to something interesting that you didn't know. Yeah, nothing in this podcast has any research beyond... Um, personal experience. Personal maybe, experience. Maybe, maybe some topics which we'll say I've actually done some research on this or something and like that. And we, if we get to news topics on our docket, then um, I looked at a Kotaku page for 30 seconds. Yeah, <laughs> basically. It depends on the topic. It depends on how interested we are in stuff. It depends on like what we've actually got the pa- background on. I, it depends on like if certain games I've played a lot more videos or movies I've watched more but mm-hmm. yeah no that that sounds interesting though I was actually interested in looking into that what was the other one you were looking into talking about you had that one um like on my list I've got um the most interesting one that I really want to talk about is 
Okage Shadow King. Ooh. It is this long forgotten PS2 JRPG Ooh. that I can't help but love, but also get frustrated with along the way. It's got a mixture of like a storybook look and like a Tim Burton look. Like characters, like when you look at the character art. So it's like Kingdom, it almost has like a Kingdom Hearts feel kind of? No. Maybe like world design when it comes to like the the Kingdom Hearts original worlds maybe a little. Like I haven't gotten too far. I'm about 10 hours in. Okay. Which for a JRPG is... Nothing. Nothing. That's, 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 oh, you're cute. You're, I, you just, you, you, I mean, so you I, finished the intro. I did look up like a walkthrough at one point because like the store... The, the way it was trying to guide me was very obtuse and I was just lost. Hmm. So... And I realize I'm about like maybe a quarter in, so it's real. It seems like at least chapter wise. I don't know if the later chapters are so much longer or like with other JRPGs, I'm gonna have to grind a lot to get farther. But um, like characters, the character art is supposed to be very uh, a mixture of anime and Tim Burton, mm. but the world looks a lot more storybook like. I mean, like there's a, I saw a few Tim Burtonisms in the world, but like. The Tim Burton influence seems to be characters, looks, and that's it. Which like, if you this came out in two thousand one, so I'd have been like a like six seven at the time. Like six seven year old me would have probably loved this game. Um, as an adult, I'm playing it, and like some of the directions are a bit obtuse. Like I got an object a lot earlier to get to a later section that I just didn't know I was supposed to use or where yeah. to use it so like that's where that walkthrough came in to be okay. like yeah. what the hell am I supposed to do I've been oh dude I feel that like I actually have another game a couple games that I, that I, that I feel like I get that like fucking I've talked to you about this game in the past uh, Shadowgate 64 and N64 yeah. yeah like so this game Fantasy Writing 101 I highly recommend anybody with an N64 that can find a copy of this game or an emulator of some way get your hands on this game if you're a fantasy person it's it's a very good game it's it's Flawed. Get a guide and go through it just for the story. It's good. It's a very good game. It's a very well done story, but there are items that are hidden in some of the most bullshit spots. Like, you need to find a fucking giant's hair with N64 graphics Ooh, that's on, the ta- on the floor. Behind a desk in a corner in a dark room. You also need to find a key on the floor and next to a pillar in a tiny friggin' like the equivalent of three inches in game. On N64 graphics, it blends in with the floor because it's a rusty key. Yeah. But the story is so to give you like a little quick window into the story of this game into the beginning. You play as a halfling named Del Cottonwood. A half-elf is what they're, they're calling him, basically. They call them halflings in this world. But he's, uh, he's arrested. He was traveling with a merchant caravan. You see in the opening cutscene, quote-unquote, for what it was at the time. And he gets captured, taken prisoner instead of being killed, tossed in the dungeon to be tortured for information that they think he has for some reason. You don't know why until later. He, he um, ends up escaping because with the help of the limited help of, of a sorcerer that was held in the cell next door. He, with ingenuity and the fortunate bone that was left inside of a shitty cut of meat they gave him for dinner, he pries open a, a hatch in the floor to the sewer, jumps down, and the game begins. You're in the sewer, you end up going through it, you find it, you see a ghost, you find a couple bodies down there, some notes. 
that indicate that there was a story somewhere here, something's going on here, something interesting is happening. You find a map on the ground if you're lucky. You you gotta just pay attention to the floor. It's one of those kinds of games. And like you remember these bodies for later because you're gonna need to come back to them later, and then you end up popping up in the basement of the town of one of the towers in this city of Shadowgate, the tower that happened to train the sorcerers for the entire kingdom that has now fallen. At this point, yeah. I won't get into more detail than that, but you you get the point. It's mm-hmm. one of those games where it's a lot of detail, a lot of story, the lore matters. You pick up a book. This book is blank. I can't read this. What's the point of this? Why did I just take it? Why not? It doesn't add any weight. There's no encumbrance. Well, you get a ring later. That ring lets you see the dead. It also lets you read blank books. Those blank books now have pivotal plot information for puzzles later in the game. Yeah. Those kinds of games, you know what I mean? That's dope as hell. But you can also tell that the game wasn't made in the right decade. Mm-hmm. It was made with N64 limitations. So they have hallways that go nowhere, rooms that are big and massive and clearly supposed to have a grandiose implication and were supposed to be used for something that have nothing else to them other than one tiny thing that's in the front of the room. There's hallways that go nowhere. Like you can't see the tops of the towers that they clearly wanted you to be able to see fog everywhere because render distance. Yeah, I would love to remake this game for this reason. I have a similar feeling with like Okage, where like, yeah, art style wise, like the character models look kind of gross. Like yeah. they look great, but like when you look at like the like concept art or like the official art of the game, like it like it it's like really interesting and cool looking, and like there's an obtuseness of like uh, how do I like it's almost like it wants you to be almost not quite visual novel aspect but it wants you to like talk to the right characters and the right progression yeah like make, very to, dragon quest or very dragon agey in that way to like, like yeah. push you like to go down the specific storyline if you talk to the right wrong person in the wrong order then all of a sudden you miss out on this detail this detail yes this and detail. no but it's like it wants you to talk like the puzzle that i kind of got stuck on like i had to talk to this bartender to get dating advice to this guy who will give you this item that will open up this area like like later on but i did that earlier in the game because i thought it would get me into the dungeon that like was my goal at that time in the game i forgot about that item in my backpack because guess what five hours have passed i've went through that dungeon and another one since then yeah and now i'm scrambling in like these like three towns that i have available and i'm like i don't know what to do Right, and then, yeah, with me, with, that was me in fucking Dragon Age when in the forest section with the elves, because mm-hmm. there's an oversight in the way they program that segment in Origins, Yeah, where, like, they fucking, they fucked up the way that the quests, or the quests interact, so if you do certain quests in a certain order, you can't gain access to other shit that you should have access to regardless. Yeah. But, yeah, it fucks up, the, so, like, yeah, there's other shit like that where it's just, goddamn Bioware, you made such great games back in the day, then you sold your soul. Games that were so good but so flawed. The original Mass Effect was so fucking good. Oh, I hate it too. Fuck all y'all. I hate it too. <laughs> That's a bad take there, man. Kill yourselves. I hate it too. <laughs> no, it's fucking... Two was good for what it was, but the problem was it had very, very glaring plot holes. The characters weren't anywhere near as detailed, and they cut a lot of the stuff that made the first game interesting. Like, you get off your ship, and you hear the computer go, Log, the Commander Commander Shepard is ashore. Exo Presley has the, uh, has the deck. 
and then you get back on logs and Commander Shepard is aboard and Exo Presley stands relieved like you get little details like that you get the mm-hmm. decontamination like you get to roam around with the Mako and explore the fucking moon I mean dope you know what I mean I love shit like that where you get to just live out your dreams I'm such a fry from, I'm so fry from Futurama sometimes <laughs> but you see what I mean though right like, yeah, yeah there was like a if one played like two or three it would be an amazing like the best that's, game that's why I love three because three was perfect in terms of the ending the ending was not the ending was bad gameplay wise there was also a, like a much less like a smaller party it felt like you I agree play. no I agree with that like, I mean gameplay style was a great combination oh, gameplay was three, great yeah. or one and two rather that's what I mean like the way that the game was built was a perfect balance of gameplay styles between one and two like you, yeah you have a limited party issues which was my hugest criticism of Mass Effect 2 fuck the characters in that game some of them were so fucking 2D it was terrible <sighs> man but like my big issue was it felt too actiony it didn't feel enough like an RPG it felt like I was playing an action game and a lot of the level there were so many plot, so many holes and glitched out quests there was a lot of broken features and shit you are know you going I mean? to get that like new remastered version coming out I might I'm considering it I will not because like I spent like when, like towards the end of high school, when like all three games came out on PlayStation, I already game. own all three, so I don't need. Like to. I marathon both sides, like Paragon yeah. and Renegade. Like I don't need to go. I, back I have to the that platinum, I have the platinum edition actually, Mass Effect One. I don't have the DLC, so that's probably the only reason I get it is to actually be able to experience the DLC for two mm-hmm. and three. Because I had so I didn't have Xbox Live. Yeah. But I had all the games on Xbox because they weren't available for PlayStation Three at the time, and mm-hmm. I wanted to play them, and I really enjoyed them. Fuck those games. Like, they were, like, I missed, one was so good, two I enjoyed the shit out of the first time I played it, then when I don't go back to it as much. Because the biggest reason? Legion. Hmm. Legion. Biggest reason. It's not because Legion's a bad character. He wasn't, like, he didn't, wasn't given enough. You barely get him. If you get, and if you enjoy, if you explore his character, you lose the best ending of the game. What the fuck? Yes, and, like, you have to choose... Like, there's ways, like, you have to, like, pretty much do a guide to, like... There are ways, but it's very, very specific ways. Which, which then, is... it kind of ruins the fun if you're, like, looking up a guide of, like, how to get good ending while still hanging out with my favorite character. Kasumi was a good character. She shouldn't have been DLC. There's a couple characters. I didn't realize she was DLC because, like, um, hmm. the version of Mass Effect I got was, like, the, like, collection of... Oh, three. you got the th- one through three. Nice. Uh, PlayStation three. I, I, sh- like, I meant to get that. I totally didn't get it when I had all the, the DLC for one. I think it, like one of them, like one of the DLCs, like didn't make it because of like coding issues or something. Yeah. But like the DLCs for two came with it, and three it did not come with any. So like I didn't have money to buy anything beyond that. So I didn't touch any of the. The three DLC DLCs were pretty good, but you know. I think I like scrounged up enough money for one of them, and then like blew it on the leviathan one which was the wrong choice because apparently there was one where you can get like a promethean and then like the one where you yes that was amazing that makes it because that shouldn't have been dlc i'm gonna tell you right now fuck ea that was that was an executive money growing bullshit decision that was clearly supposed to be part of the main storyline well just fuck ea in general yeah no fuck ea they can kill themselves there's a reason why above companies like comcast that EA got voted being the worst company. <laughs> They're the company that that sends good companies to die. Cough, cough. Pandemic. Cough. 
I'm not bitter or anything about fucking Battlefront 3 being fucking done. Don't forget about, like, the greatest game ever, Anthem. That, like, actually just got taken out back and shot recently. Good. Man, they fucking... It's sad, though, because Pan- Pandemic was such a good studio. Now I have to... Because EA is a piece of shit company, I now have to clarify which Battlefront I'm fucking talking about. Why are you talking about EA's Battlefront? Or the actual, you know, Battlefront. Not Battlefield Star Wars. <laughs> You can't even tell me I'm wrong about that either. It's Battlefield with Star Wars. Skins. I'd even say it's closer to Call of Duty. Yeah, and not the first one. I, I didn't barely. Even, I didn't even touch the second one. I got the second one free on PlayStation Plus a long time ago. I'm like, this is kind of fun. I can see why people like it. I've never been super big into Star Wars to begin with. That's fair. I'm. I, yeah. No, Battlefront Two is one of those games. I don't like that to. nerd shit. Battle. Fuck you. <laughs> Battlefront Two was one of those games where it's. I could bust that game out among a group of nerds and everybody would be down to play it. It's that good of a game. Like, it's one of those games that's just, everybody agrees it's that good. It was great. It was so well designed. It was balanced. It was fun. It was like, there were very exploits and shit you could fuck around with. Like, oh man, the CIS. So much fun. So much fun playing as the droids. So many (laughs) hours just fucking people up. (sighs) Good times. Anyway. Good times. <laughs> Childhood. Yeah. But, no, man. It's, yeah, it, I don't know. I miss EA. I miss EA. You know what I mean? I miss I miss Medal of Honor EA. Medal of Honor Frontline EA. Well, Medal, Medal of, of Honor is just, they just put out a new game. It was a VR game. It was apparently... It's know, actually pretty good. I've seen it. I've heard it was, like, as far as VR shooters go, it's actually, like, subpar to par. It's all right, level. yeah. But, like, the movie, like, the actual interviews with, like, veterans was interesting from what I heard. Yeah. I don't know. I don't fuck with VR. I like, I I miss when, Medal of Honor used to be one of those games where, like, the first game was so good. But, dude, Warfighter, though. Medal of Honor Warfighter, if you remember that game existing. No, I actually liked it. You did? I've never touched it. I liked the one. The, the, no, I liked I know, the. I kind of got like a. No, not that one. The reboot, the first one. Oh, the first one. That was just Medal of Honor, the one that was Navy SEAL. I like that well enough. That was a good game. The multiplayer, you know, the multiplayer should have been better than it was because it had glaring flaws. Mm-hmm. Glass shards after you've already shot them would stop bullets. So like you would have the tiniest fucking like two inch piece of glass from a window that's already broken. You'd shoot it, bullets dead. From a fifty cal, at point blank. Because, okay, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was a, it was the, that's such a shame. My buddy and I used got so into that multiplayer for a bit, and then the flaws just killed it for us. It was so good. Yeah, it was so good. Oh man, I miss Medal of Honor. I miss the old school ones. I was, you know, I was talking about. Um, actually, one of the, the other ones we had on there, we were talking about. We were going to talk about Red Dead and, and Witcher. You want to go into? That? Oh yeah, we can. Let's um, go into that. I tried to replay Red Dead because I don't like. There's that itching feeling of like everyone saying this is like one of the best games ever made, and the like first, it's got a great story. The first one's so much better in every fucking way. And I every time like I, there's so much I do enjoy. Like I like spending time like hanging out with the camp, hanging out with Dutch. No, that's cool. But the way like, they the way they executed that, it's so easy to miss shit. It really is, and it bothers. And me. It, it it's bothersome to have shit get interrupted. To have like, you know what I mean? Like you're yeah. I don't like that you can't run around the camp, which is stupid. My biggest complaint is all down to the gameplay stuff. Like 
um, the hunting is boring. Boring. Like, it wouldn't they be... They ruined so, it. It would be... It would, it, the hunting's great. It wouldn't be so bad if, like, the quality system wasn't such an annoyance. And even then, it's too, it's too realistic. They made it too hyper-realistic. Yeah. You should and, be like, able to just video game Bag of Infinity... Infinite holding that shit. Yeah, you know what I mean? and like there should be options to like turn off those like skinning animations. Like they're cool or to see. skip them. Yeah, like it's cool to see them the first time. Like you're like wow, that looks like a real deer that's being skinned. I didn't and watch them every now and then when you feel like it. But like come on. I don't know. Like I also like don't care enough to like I'm like please hurry up the process. I hate that like the carcasses and the pelts rot and you don't take them in fast enough. Like, there's so much about, like, it's all these tiny annoyances that the... That's that so feels like The robberies are poorly done, too, because then you, you you fuck up because some jackass walked in at the wrong time, and then now all of a sudden you can't redo the robbery. Like, this game, I can easily say, seems like it's... Like, you can call it a piece of art with how meticulously detailed everything is, but as a game itself... It's, it's mediocre. As a, in its medium... I fucking hate at playing like any second, every second of it. Like I'm the shooting is boring and very outdated in the way they've done it. The guy, the combat is very dated. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, the it's, horse, the horse. It's so glitchy. It's so fucking glitchy. The horse, like I hate the fact that like the horse, like has a range where it can and can't hear you. Like fuck you. Because like there's literally missions where it's like you wake up drunk on the other side of the map. Your horse is over in fucking Valentine. Now you're kind of screwed. You know? Like, I understand, like, well, it's supposed to help the immersion. Maybe you should rob a, a man and take his horse. But it's like, I don't want my Arthur to be, like, a violent piece of shit when, for no reason. Like, And I also don't want to walk all the way across the fucking map. Yeah, like, you know, it kind of gives you that, like, you know, gives you that honor system where, like, you can kind of make your Arthur, like, as much of a violent asshole as you want to be, but, like, the one that's portrayed in cutscenes kind of seems like a man who like turned to violence and crime, not because he's a violent, hateful man, but just because like it's where he was kind of born and raised to do. So like, it's kind it kind of feels like it's very compartmentalized. Like he could walk into town, have a beer, and be the nicest man you could meet, but then you know when he's with his gang. He's a dangerous motherfucker. He will kill you without hesitation. Like, that's how it kind of feels like. Like, I don't like to play him as a crazy person. Like, you play, like... No, I only kill people when they deserve it. That's mm-hmm. 90% of the time is I kill people when they try to rob me. I kill people when they beat animals like that dude that was punching his horse. I fucking shot him right in the head. Fuck you. Or, like, when I feel like I've kind of backed myself into a way, a corner where, like, I wanted something and this person won't give it to me and this feels like the only option. Like, I try to talk this man out of, like, a... Pro- Trying to get this map for a treasure. Oh, uh, yeah, like, I just shot him. Fuck that guy. He's an asshole. Like, I was trying to get it, like, as cheap as possible or, like, near free, like, him just to give it up. So I eventually just tried to shoot him. He ended up getting away, but I found him later. So I killed him and got the map. But, like, at that like at that point, I was kind of close to being done with the game because, like, the... I just killed him right off the bat because he's kind of an asshole. The right annoyances up. had weighed up to the point where I'm just kind of, like... Annoyances that weren't there in Redemption! Redemption was... Dude, I played Redemption again just to see if I was crazy. Am I being nostalgic here? Or is this nostalgic? Like, Denise had never played this game. Just just mm-hmm. so that I... Just for the context on this. She never played this game before. I played through it with her. She loved every fucking second of it. She can't stand Red Dead Redemption 2. Like, the... 
Like if you could. Denise has gone to bed. Uh, has gone to take a nap. By the way, she is not with us anymore. That's why she didn't send anything back. I wish you just said she's not with us anymore, as if she like. Yeah, yeah she, she 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 had to go away now. Uh. <laughs> but like out, I, I just feel like there's been so many like quality of life improvements since you know even Grand Theft Auto Five and like video games in general and Rockstar just don't care. They aren't and the be- company they used to be. And because of like how like well this game sold like you know like GTA Six or Red Dead Three is gonna feel just like this so like i'm probably not gonna like the only reason why i got this game is like i it was like on sale at gamestop for you know i grabbed it because i was excited for it for years red dead was one of those games rockstar has lost my business for a multitude of reasons they had a couple scandals there was the employee abuses they had a lot of really bad shit come up mm-hmm. a lot of internal practices a lot of leaks a lot of like audio files got leaked a lot of call like, yeah it's very very complicated stuff suffice it to say Rockstar has lost lost my business for a multitude of reasons not the least of which is the games don't feel like they should like they don't have the story that GTA 4 so I love GTA 5 I thought it was a fantastic fucking game I thought the story was really detailed I thought they did a great job telling a very complex and layered story that was very good it didn't hold a candle to, to the complexity of GTA 4 my problem with 4 is the inconsistent tone I agree I will 1,000% agree with you on that. Where it's like this deep crime drama where it's like Nico that's that And that's Rockstar is executives interfering with the game, trying to make it more like the old game right. so that it sells better. When in reality, dude, Nico Bellic's story... I didn't play Nico the, like, the violent psycho unless I had saved and then I'm like just fucking around mm-hmm. like his GTA. But I played my Nico Bellic very hesitant to commit violence unless somebody really fucking like somebody pulls a gun on me oh bang you know what I mean that's how that goes Mm -hmm. Uh, but I only hurt people when they deserved it I only I would help people as much as I could I would be the nice guy because Nico how do you make an actual human trafficker somebody who admits to smuggling people into a relatable and honestly compelling character emotionally very deep by making him hang out with his cousin all the time but also (laughs) my favorite moment from gta 4 i always quote this one this is one of my favorite cutscenes in any game ever i reference this for everything nico goes into walks into mikio fustin's uh bar or house rather and his wife is uh, and his wife is uh, making tea with an old school tea set one of those old school brass tea sets with the fucking uh, handles on it and the faucet and shit you know the spout that you can turn on and off like very old school very pretty tea set very antique clearly an antiquity and she said she's like she offers Nico a cup of tea Nico walks in he's like oh sure I'll, I'll, of course um, I'm just I'm just waiting for Mr. Faustin to show back up she says oh uh, Mikael doesn't like when I use this he says it's barbaric it's from the old country it's we're better than this we're americans and as an immigrant as a son of an immigrant family myself i relate to that my great uncle didn't talk about the fact that he was born in another country until after he died i didn't know that his own children didn't know that for me that's one of the most tragic things i've ever heard so that in particular struck a chord with me but it was nico sits there for a minute and stares at his tea and then she says you know i like I like using it because it makes me feel more connected to home, almost like I feel human. And Nico just kind of is staring at his tea, and he just kind of says to her, when you walk into a village, and I'm sure there's a couple lines I'm forgetting here, but he says, I mean, you walk into a village, 
and you see a row of boys sitting neatly against a church wall with their head and hands all chopped off, you begin to question if the creature that could do such a thing is ever human in the first place. Who the fuck wrote that? Why are you not in charge of everything? And why the hell are you wasting your time with this company that clearly does not value your talent? Yeah, they probably left. They probably I hope they gone. did. I hope they fucking did because, like, oh my god, so, that is that's an incredible line. This man, this psychopath, this mass murderer, says something like that. Like, this is GTA. This is the game they tried to ban when we were kids. You know what I yeah. mean? Like. This is the game you tell me is so bad for my kids for my kids to play. Yeah, I get it. It's they should be mature enough to handle it and understand the context of what's going on. Everyone should see this kind of storytelling. You know what I mean? Like everybody should see this kind of like this kind of maturity and complexity. Yeah, it's not a perfect game. It's not. You know what I mean? Mike, but damn. For great uh, interweaving of story and game. Yeah. I think you need to look into the Drakengard slash Nier series. I have been told this many times. We've talked about this in the I, past. I mean, if you want, I can bring over my copy of Nier for the PlayStation 3. I don't know if my PS3 still works. We'll find out. Okay. Yeah. Because, like, I'm about to get the, like, the remake of the Japanese yeah. version of the game. Because, um... Might have the subtitle back because I didn't mean to whisper that. Oops. Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> what I said was, I, I don't know if my PlayStation 3 works anymore. We'll find out. But anyway. But because Nier yeah. is like weird, like um, in Japan it had a Xbox version that had Papa Nier as the main character, and the PlayStation version had um, Brother Nier. Um, yeah, anyway. So like now we're getting Replicant, which is Brother Nier, because in the West all we got was the Gestalt, which had the dad version of Nier, which apparently the kid version, or Brother Nier, is the canon version. But for me, I feel like it loses a little bit of something with the found family themes of the game. I having the younger boy. Especially since, like, it's very much implied that Kaine has a crush on him and same thing with Emil. With, when it comes to Brother Nier, instead of, like, being a, a fatherly figure. But yeah, we're different tangent. Um, I feel that. Right. Nothing. But, like, when it, going back to Rockstar... Um, yeah, talking about that, Rockstar. That writer that probably wrote that is probably long gone because... Um, GTA Five had a great story. Just for clarity, that was that that, that story was very good, and I've already well, praised that. But, the thing is, like yeah. um, Rockstar's crunch culture has been like very much documented, and the biggest problem with crunch culture is um, talent casualties. Like people with talent will fucking leave because after. they will get a job somewhere else. Yeah, they will get a job. And now that else. like, hey, I was the lead writer on Rockstar, like in this Rockstar game, like they can probably like build a get a small team together and like crowdfund well that's the nice thing too is it just on a slight tangent all these devs that have now left these triple a quote-unquote fuck that term studios are now making their own studios and games and making amazing games like we lost so we'll see what happens we get a lot of new studios coming up here like i i hope because like you have witcher 3 on there which i really love witcher 3 i couldn't finish I got over. I think it was a game that lost the plot. They had a lot of the way that the quest lines were structured was very unfocused. It was very easy to accidentally do too much of a quest line, and then all of a sudden, this character is now gone that you can't do anything with that you need for other quests. Mm-hmm. 
it was very easy to do things in a way that would ruin game progression. Like, it, I get that some of that was for immersion to a limited degree, but there's immersion and then there's, okay, now I have to reload 20 hours to, re, to retry this thing. I wanted to see this just so I can see this result that I'm trying to meticulously do. I had that problem with uh, Vampire. Which is... That's why I didn't like that game either. I got I liked it a lot. I liked the way that the vampires were structured. I liked the the world was well designed. The main character was actually very interesting and very compelling. Yeah. Then they misquote they mistranslated a button to uh, a fucking speech option to make it sound less harsh than it was. So I told a kid who was on the brink of suicide to go kill him, to go cheer up and stop being ungrateful. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah, like that wasn't the right choice at all. That didn't look like the, you know, there's the Fallout 4 problem where it's like, you got the four choices, and like, they're big air quotes choices where it's like, good choice, bad choice, sarcastic choice, and it's like, well this one seems... Same result, same result, same result, same result. Yeah, yeah and it's just like, well this one seems like, maybe like, it seems like it's supposed to be tough lovey, but like, still nice. And then it's just like, well fuck you kid, be happy. And it's like, well, that's not what I wanted to say at all. Like, that's part of the problem with these RPGs, and I think part of it has to do with like. Granted, Vampire was was also a French company, and they and, and they're, they're French Canadian, which is it means the game is required to be written in French. Hmm. So translation issues was part of it, but yeah. Yeah, like some of that can come down to translation, but also I think some of it comes down to like, I don't know. I'm a lazy asshole, and I don't like to read all the time. Like, I part of it's also just a focus problem, but like. It had way too much lore. It was so lore heavy. Like, there's a lot of reading, and it's like, if you had your options like they were in, like, the old Fallout games, where it's like, you got, like, three sentences for a single option, and then, like, you got, like, a paragraph here, a paragraph here, and, like, maybe a one-word thing here. It's like, okay, now you got real choices. But, like, you can't have, like, the voice acting and the acting and all the stuff that you had Which... the olden days yeah. Well, you still technically can because you have games like. No, um, it's not even that. I just wish you would be more clear about what you're trying to say. What yeah. you're trying to say, and that's like it does. You know what I mean? Like that's what I feel like for a lot of with Witcher. Witcher. I don't know. It bugged me. The game as a whole was very well designed. I got to the skill to Skellige and I I just I got bored. It I feel so like that's early. where the game kind of like is like at its lowest. I got so bored, but I was getting bored before that. Like, so Witcher Two, I went into that game not playing Witcher One, not knowing the story. So I was super immersed in the Geralt story. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that he had amnesia. I didn't know that Tess was actually somebody completely different to him. I didn't know about Yennefer, all of that stuff. So Witcher Two for me is a fucking masterpiece of a game. Mm-hmm. Like, it's flawed, but it's very good. But it's very dated. The combat's very stiff. It's very dated. It's very Eurojank. But so is Witcher 3, is my problem. Witcher 3, like, I feel like it's the closest you can get to AAA Eurojank. The, co- the, 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 God, the combat is bad. It's so bad. I fucking hate the I combat. Think, I don't think the combat is bad. I just think it's mindless and is, like, cathartic enough to get you from point A to point B. Like, yeah. like the game isn't, like, really... For it's, me, it doesn't it's, seem it's like the weight. game is built on the combat. It's not, like, it's not Devil May Cry 5. And any like it's not supposed to make you feel like you're juggling dudes and like this. All. I think this might have been a glitch, but then when I played it, I remember specifically like playing or, like accidentally stumbling across a monster hunt, and then I can't negotiate the price from the fucking contractor anymore. Really? Because I, because I think I've that got, might be a glitch. 
I think they patched that though. I haven't tried. I haven't played it again in a long time. I just, I don't know. The game just lost my interest. Like it had. I didn't like the plot of the girl with with the king with the king. Like that whole plot line mm-hmm. that felt very heavy handed. Why am I letting you go to this group of incredibly evil bigots and zealots? No. <laughs> yeah. No. What? No. You're going from one asshole to a worse group of assholes. Why can I not just kill this guy? slap you tell you they're murdering innocent people wake the fuck up why are you any better than your father but i also feel like that plays into like Geralt as a character because by the time you get to three Geralt is a character now he's not just a vessel for the player yeah he was a vessel in the second one too though he had a great um, he, he had a character in the he second did one. but like also by the end he gets his memories back and like he is now fully Geralt of rivia by three and like i kind of feel like they push they try to push you to do that neutrality a little bit more or try to push you to be like the, the problem is the problem is one side you can't be neutral because uh, they're obviously pushing you towards the conflict because of the end of the game obviously i know about the war like you have to go back to the fortress and all that which they've clearly been building up to mm-hmm. but why would you allow her to go and bolster the people who want to slaughter innocent people because they don't look like you uh, you know like you know you specifically if okay you're the enemy dead dead sorry girl that's that's war dude it's a bitch ain't it <laughs> but that's obviously me being facetious and being more but you see what i'm saying here why would you allow but her I, to i also think like things yeah. like that are kind of just like i don't know how far you got and, like did you get back to care more where he's hanging out with his witcher buddies because like they give him shit for like you remember that trailer where it's like he kills those bandits on the road and they're like what are you doing he's like killing monsters like they give him shit for that because witchers aren't really like yeah you're supposed to show up to kill a monster you go home yeah like you're not supposed to get into any kind of political fights yeah. don't want like even if they hate you true you're not supposed to get involved is like kind of the lore even though the game like as the point of a game is pushing you to get involved because that's where the conflict is they want Engagement. Yeah. No, I know that. That's not what you want me. I just, as a whole, so, the game just, I don't know, it just felt boring. Like, it was very pretty. Yeah, like, it felt very, it just it felt too detailed. You know what I mean? Like, same thing with, with Red Dead. It I, felt overly detailed. I feel that in some ways, but, like, for me, all the quality of life, like, has so much more quality of life shit. Yeah, I can give you that. It did, it did. Like, that is true. Like, I, you know, I can skin an animal, and it just be a button press, and it's done. Not enough trolls, zero out of ten, but anyway. <laughs> but, no, the trolls are literally the best part of that game. Unless you the trolls are fucking amazing. They're so of, nice! Of, like, whenever you meet the friendly trolls, I'm just always kind of smiling. Oh, they're so sweet! Like, I'm always, like, sad, like, when you meet, like, a troll that, like, you... Is you have just, to kill. That you have to kill, I'm like... Oh. I've met so many nice ones. I love trolls. They're so sweet. Like, the friendly trolls like, are awesome. Like, I love... Troll, no, no, no. <laughs> I love, like, the Witcher series because of, like, its moral grayness in a lot of ways, where it's just like... Yeah. Yeah, you're a monster killer, but a lot of the times the monsters don't really need to be killed. Yeah. No, like, some of them do, like, you know, the dragon... No, he's more, of a, he's more of a fucking park ranger than anything else when you think and, about it. Kinda. But it's also, like, in this world where, like, monsters are kind of dying out. Yeah, so And so, therefore, the Witchers are also kind of dying out. So they're trying to keep them like sustained enough that they because they are also environmentally important. In some ways, but some of them are like drowners. They're just 
like reanimated bloated corpses. They're just evil, so yeah, just fucking wipe those out. But the Witcher, like I still love, and you know what, CD Projekt Red is doing great. They made a. Oh, they bounced back after the scandal? Oh, they bounced back They they made Cyberpunk, and um, we don't need to talk about anything ever again. Yeah, Cyberpunk totally wasn't a broken ass... uh, It it wasn't a disaster in any way, and there's been zero controversy. It doesn't potentially represent the economic collapse of an entire small country. Uh, Not at all. Certain former Soviet Republic. Uh, Um... So, uh, Dragon Quest. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. We have established in this podcast that you're a big fan of Akira Toriyama already, so, uh, Dragon Quest. I like the art style a lot for it. I really enjoyed the art style for Eleven. I thought, like, I thought Eleven was, like, very pretty looking. I liked... Eight is one of my favorite games of all time. Eight is a masterpiece. I consider it an excellent story. It has a lot of holes and a couple flaws here and there, but it's not... It's 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 just outweighed by the good. It's so very well done as a whole. Toriyama, like I love his art direction. I always love his style. But eleven, I don't know. It just felt very. The writing feels very stiff. Like it feels very off. Like the the, the plot points are very heavy handed and poorly executed. They don't spend enough time on the fact that you're at your parents' grave. Mm-hmm. You know, like what this is your grandfather that you are now standing next to oh that's not that's not a, that's not as important as it seems yeah, like, what 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 that that's my but what 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 you did you didn't have a family what huh i mean it's obvious your family is going to be in the fucking dungeon at the end of the fucking game i mean come on obviously mm-hmm. they brought you down there and there's all these empty cells and you can't go this one specific direction gee whiz i wonder why <laughs> but oh god damn it tiger but the um yeah it's uh I don't know. The game as a whole, it's it just feels off. Like they let you run around the battlefield for camera angles. Why? Why? It's still the same turn-based combat. Why would you not make that have some sort of an effect on the combat? That just feels it's very. Just it just I don't know. It's I feel like it's more for like old heads that like miss the like turn-based JRPGs. Like I don't know. I one of my favorite YouTubers is is Mr. Klimps. Yeah. And he's been complaining about, like, you know, Final Fantasy games being, like, either full action RPGs now or, like, a mixture of both and him missing the turn-based shit. So, like, for him, like, Dragon Quest Eleven was, like, a godsend because it's comfort food. I can feel that. And, like, I can kind of see that for a lot of people. Like, I know, um, to talk about people who are bigger and probably more important than us, like Super Eyepatch will... Like liking Dragon Quest Eleven a lot more than like Final Fantasy Fifteen for maybe similar yeah, reasons. I, like I think the, also world design. I think he liked more, but yeah, also but it also felt like they didn't execute the jump well enough. There was a lot more invisible walls than there should have been. This jump was kind of underutilized. The, the jump scene is like pretty much pointless in that. It's useful in a couple moments, specific moments. In like mild project. exploration, but like it's kind of like you didn't need to put that there. You could have just made a ramp. <laughs> like I don't know, I. Like I'm playing, like I said, Okage. or you know, let me jump off more cliffs. That too. Like, um, like I said, I was playing Okage. That's pretty much um, that combat is a like pretty much turn based too, and like it doesn't have a jump button and it doesn't really need one. I don't think JRPGs worlds need to like you don't need that like platforming <laughs> portion, you know. And plus, the jump animation looks bad in Eleven. Yeah, because I've like it's I played it a long time ago and got a little bit further than you got. It sounds, 
and I just kind of dropped it. Denise and I got to a point where we were playing it. We were just like, I don't want to play this anymore. I'm bored. Like, this is not fun. This is very, the story is very heavy handed and poorly executed. It's not, it's very predictable. I called shit like right off the bat. Like I said, I kind of feel like that's part of the appeal of it being comfort food for a lot of people. Yeah. But like, I understand like why you might be turned off by it. But eight was so creative. It was so like they they managed to have a lot of plot twists and hidden little shit that you could figure out as you went through it. Like the plot twist of Munchie, which I won't spoil because that was fucking amazing. Like the whole thing with like all of it, like the way that they managed to have like secret endings and like so much life in this world. I, I like. I think that's like brings in the value of modern Final Fantasy because they are willing to experiment with Final Fantasy, even though you know. I wish that 8 had been... I wish 8 was on PC, because if it were on PC, I would fucking mod the shit out of it to have Final Fantasy... Like, to have Dragon Quest Eleven, where, like, you can just walk... You don't have random fights anymore. Mm-hmm. That would fix everything wrong with that game. Have you played any of, like, the modern re-releases of, like, the classic Final Fantasy games? Like No, I haven't played 7, seven yet. 7 through 9? No, I haven't yet. I, pl- I, played 12, I played 12 Zodiac. I played Zodiac Ages. Well, I, I don't know if they did these, like, quality of life things with... 12 they did, yeah. 12, a lot, quite like, a bit, yeah. Where it's like you can kind of turn off random battles. You can turn off or make attack speeds faster. Like, get through the... Like, things just to kind of move the game up faster which 12 is... i like 12 as a whole because it was structured well but it was god that game's story was bad it's a very very flawed game but the, the i like zodiac age because they made the leveling system a lot more smooth but yeah i see what you mean there i watched the whole playthrough of uh seven mm-hmm. which was good um but... like i was like for me final fantasy seems like here's where we're gonna experiment with the jrpg formula whether it be combat story whatever yeah and like seven did did experiment with that story i guess um i don't have a strong opinion either way because it's like there's more games coming out after it so like i need to see what they do from here on out i like that that. i like they're expanding on it and it feels like they made the world a lot richer um i what i like is how they wove in like the side stuff that's come out in the year since yeah which i like like they've woven in like a lot more character Like, they've woven in Advent Children, um, Dirge of Cerberus, um, Crisis Core, a lot more seamlessly than, like, how those games and movies and, like, side things... Advent Children was so bad. And how those things came out later, you know, they kind of felt, like, stapled on at the end, as, like, these kind of feel, like, more woven in naturally. So, like, that's one thing I like, I just don't know... Like, I can't say anything about, like, that big ending twist... Until, like, we have yeah, Final right. Fantasy Remake 2 and see what they do with 2. Because there's a part of me that's like, are these characters, like, spoiler alert for a 20-year-old game, Aerith dies. <laughs> and and at, no! the end of, at the end of disc 2. So, oh. so everyone's expecting in the second game that she would likely be shish kebobbed like the rest. But, like, the way that this game ends with, like, them defying fate and everything... Will she die? Do these... Are any of these characters, like... Can... Do they have plot armor now? Can they just keep going? Because Barrett got shish-kebobbed in, in Remake 1. And, like, the the fate ghosts brought him back to life. So oh. it's like... With these fate ghosts gone now and fate defeated... Do, are these characters now vulnerable? Because... I like that, You're though. defying fate? Or does this get 
give them plot armor now because these are a beloved franchise cannot be hurt cannot be touched like and you can't say until there's another game to play you know? true so like for me it's like i'm holding like my copy of final fantasy 7 remake you know i'm like i don't know like i have no like it's weird to say like this polarizing game i've got no real strong opinions but my strong opinion is i need the rest of the story to judge to, it to know how this first act makes me feel because just having the first, the act, first act yeah you can't judge makes a game. me like want to play more and want want to see like what kind of weird and crazy things they how can do. How do they follow through on this? Yeah, kind of, because the fake ghosts were such a nice touch. That the fake ghosts great. were a nice touch. Another spoiler: Zach's alive. You know, fuck. Because if you know how Crisis Core ends, he has like that last stand against those Shinra soldiers. Um, when those fake ghosts disappear, like that seems like there's different timeline bullshit going on. But like, Zach's walking off towards Midgar with like the sea of corpses behind him and yeah being, and him that. being like surprised that like oh shit i actually i so was like what I that was crazy and like so it's like what's so gonna like, happen? what is cloud hearing in his head then like for that's me, the thing like, like what but then that gets into speculation and then you go into matt pat game theories about it that's just a theory a, a game, game theory thanks for <laughs> watching no yeah, Okay, anyway, that was our last map out reference. Anyway, we're never doing that again. <laughs> or that's for the. That's for the. Never. Wow. Uh, <laughs> so I guess I'll move on to Resident Evil 4 and 6 because. I have no opinion on the Resident Evil games. I, really? Like, those are games I did not care for when I was a kid. I did not like 4. It was not. I, I, I didn't like the gameplay style of 4. Really? Because I, I feel about like Resident Evil 4 it is about like three quarters of a perfect game six six is that the one in Africa or is that five um that's five five suck five um as a Resident Evil I never finished it because of like the co-op element of it my buddy and I Uh, played it in the beginning we we literally started the game together we got literally through the first level we looked at each other fuck this turned it up my problem with 5 it's pretty much it feels like a reskin of 4 with shinier graphics like you go to a village you know you go to ancient ruins you deal with like a paramilitary zombie group at the end you fight big bad like it feels a lot like 4 in a lot of ways but like for me, four is a fun cheese. Like it feels like Evil Dead Two or Army of Darkness toned down a little bit. You know, like it's got like this horror action vibe with a little bit of like cheeky, goofy. Like, oh, no, the story was pretty cool, and I like the execution on that part. Like you like, get like yeah. the goofy little like Napoleon man who turns into a big tentacle monster. The thing we all know we did at, the, at a certain ladder at a certain point. With yeah. a certain character. I didn't because, um, that's the president's daughter, young man. <laughs> would you do that to Ivanka Trump? <laughs> yes. Yes, I would. I know you would, you dirty boy. <laughs> you know it. But no, really. No, really, I wouldn't. I actually wouldn't. Don't sue me. But fuck you. You totally did it. You know it. Fuck off. Everybody. I mean, probably like my first time playing Everybody at, like, at gets sixteen. It once. And, like, yeah, come on. Can you? And then like you get yelled at and like Leon. I'm like, oh no, there's funny. one where she doesn't. 
That's what I'm saying. There's one ladder in the game where Well, for me, I gave it the one shot, and I was like, oh, she actually, like, has a programmed response that's kind of funny, and then, like, moved on with... Yeah. I know, I know. I wanted to see how detailed this response was and where the limit was, so I actually, like, looked for, like, how detailed did they make this program. So I found one ladder where it was just low enough where I could... It wasn't out of my upload limit, but it was high enough where she couldn't... Where her program couldn't see me. Mm -hmm. So it was hilarious. Well, this replay, I just barely finished Resident Evil 4 for, like, the fifth time recently. And, like, every time I walk away, I'm like, that last third is god-awful. Yeah. Like, that first, like, two-thirds, like, you're in the village, then in the castle, like, that's great. But, like, when you're going through, like, that military complex shit, like, it's so bad. Yeah. And, like, it's getting remade soon, and I have such mixed feelings about it being remade because, like... Two and three, like, aren't really as playable as, you know, the original two and three, like, the 90s release. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, as playable as a game today. So, like, remaking them in, like, a modern style feels more fitting. But, like, I can, I've played Resident Evil 4, you know, this last week and loved it, like, always. Like, I don't think it needs, like, a big change. And then moving on to six, um, that game is hated by the Resident Evil community. I have a mixed feeling because it is such a fluidly perfect Twitch action shooter. <laughs> it is a bad horror game, as like Resident Evil is like a horror genre, but like as an action shooter, that game is so fun. Like I was just spent like a whole day playing in mercenaries mode, you know, as Ada, like you jump, like her melee attack from behind, she jumps up grabs a zombie with her legs and then like flips them over and their head pops like a balloon it's fun it's cathartic and fun um the story is bad but every resident evil story is bad like it is the most incomprehensible but predictable story (laughs) like you don't know what's going on but you know who's going to betray you what's going to happen you know that i got a bad feeling about that guy you know that this boss isn't going to (laughs) die You know that they're just going to pop up for a second phase once as soon as you go for the door after they have that death cry. Like, it's super predictable. But, like, for me, Resident Evil 6 is kind of like a cheeseburger. Like, a really greasy, bad-for-you cheeseburger. But hell hell is it fun. Yeah, I agree with that. And, like, if I... I mean, the co-op stuff is probably fun. I just don't have anyone to ever play with. I'll give it a shot. I'll play. I'll try it out with you. Fuck it. Why not? Yeah. But, you know, for me, like, it's how how some people look at, like, Mario Odyssey recently, like, where they hate the design of that game, but, like, the but like the way that it controls, the way that it plays is immaculate. And that's how I, I feel yeah, about 6. That's the problem with Mario Odyssey. I agree with that. I like the controls. I didn't like the game. I didn't like the game at all. I thought it was bad. I thought it was real bad, actually. I loved... And the same thing, you know what? Controversial opinion. Breath of the Wild. Oh, I... That is also in, like, a list of games, like, great game that I fucking hated. Yeah. I thought it was... I loved the stealth mechanics. They were a little unfinished and unpolished. They could use a couple couple improvements. I thought the horses were unbelievably fun to tame. And catching my own horse was fun. I just thought that was a great idea. That was really cool. I loved the archery mechanics. I loved the hunting. I loved gathering resources. 
I thought that the map was gorgeous. I thought the fights against the fucking crazy-ass centaurs were un-fucking-believably fun. Oh, man, those fights got intense. Fucking riding up against the centaurs. And then the robots are poorly designed. They seem so intimidating. Then you get those arrows, and it's like, oh, this is stupid. Just dead. But the centaurs... Oh, damn, those things were fun. You had to fucking roll and dive and fucking archery that shit. Run in with your sword. Your sword breaks. Like, fuck. That was annoying as hell, too. You can't fix your sword. Fucking stupid. But I liked... God. Now, I like some of the shrines. The shrines were fun at first. They were gimmicky, but I thought they were okay. No, I had that feeling where it's like, oh, this is kind of fun. And then, like... Uh, then you get to the ones Sense. that aren't hard. They're just shitty designs. Like they're, for me, you it's know like about I mean? like you, for me, it just kind of graded on me like ten shrines, and I'm like, I can see how to do this. Either the physics engine isn't like working quite right, or I'm I'm just getting tired of this game. I, I'm done. The stealth wasn't where it should have been. You give me flint. You give me sticks. You give me feathers. Why can't I? That seems like a very simple thing to do, you know, in a game but where you're archery. But maybe it'll do that in Breath of the Wild 2, the electric boogaloo. Which, uh. speaking of which, did you see that direct and, like, how fanboys freaked out when, like, Eiji Aonuma was like, Hey, I know you're, I'm here, and you're expecting me to talk about Breath of the Wild 2, but here's Skyward Sword instead. <gasps> like, I thought it was so fucking funny. I was angry. Dude, I'm only angry about it because fuck Skyward Sword. I have... That's where the cancer began. <laughs> Actually, no, the cancer began with the fucking Twilight Princess remake. No, Skyward Sword was first. Yeah, Skyward but Sword I just, is. Like, I'm, I'm not going to touch Skyward Sword. And, I will but, never like, I just that. love that like Nintendo was like, hey, we're going to re-release this old game. Um, you're going to pay full price for it. And it's like, no, I'm not. You can't do this. And it's like, yes, you... Yes, we can, and yes, you are. And it's like, no, as you just slowly reach for your wallet and pull right. out $60. And Which I'm not going to do because I uh, fucking hate that game. I did with 3D All-Stars. I did. Well, I'm probably going to for that because that's just worth it, unfortunately. Um, I would do that soon. They're, like, pulling that off the shelves at the end of the month, I think. They can kill themselves now. I'm not getting it. Fuck that. Because that's, bull- that's where it's bullshit. Fuck you. And also, there's this magical thing called I'll buy it used. Fuck you, Nintendo. My fear is, like, you know, you can find that game everywhere right now still, but, yeah. like, part of me is just, like, what happens if it's sky, like, the price skyrockets, like, come April, you know. Now well, then game... I'll just find this magical thing called an emulator. Yeah. It's a thing, like, dude, I have no, fuck Nintendo, I'm sorry, at this point, fuck Nintendo, their, their business model has gotten ridiculous, they've gotten ridiculous. The only reason why I still really use their ecosystem is, like, ease of use right now, and, like, the they're, Switch they're, has, like, so many, like, cool indie games on it. Yeah, it like, does. That's the, that's the thing. But that's why I have a laptop, you know? That's why I fucking play... That's why like, I have Steam. I don't really like using, like... I don't really like PC gaming that much. And, like... And I don't want to, like, my clog up my laptop. No, I'm glad that games. the Switch allows the indie market to grow. And I'm very happy about that part. That is wonderful. And that's why I have a Switch. Because I'm happy about that. I'm done with Nintendo's corporate bullshit. I'm done with oh, them no, interfering I, with games. I'm done with them ruining games. I am there with you on like the way that they treat like the community like you know with like smash tournaments and splatoon tournaments and, and youtube and youtube 
and just like how they treat their old game library like there's so many frustrations but like at the same time i've i'm a little bit of like that corporate shill for them because like you know i did buy that 3d all-stars um i don't think that's the only big like shame on me for buying into that you know bullshit but like you know i could probably think of like other ones but nintendo nintendo so everything wrong with nintendo i can summarize with animal crossing I loved the original Animal Crossing. It was very simple. It was very fun. It was cute. It was flawed, but it was fun. It was a good game. This game is a fucking chore to play. You have to be on for this time, for these this specific like thing, or you miss out on this, this, and that. Come on, dude. There was a little bit of that in the original game. There was a lot of that in the original game. Not to this extent. I have a question since like Denise isn't here to answer for herself, but did she feel the same way? Because like, I know a lot of a lot of the ladies out there she loved the shit about it and she got addicted to this hell to it but yeah it kind of ended up getting to that point where we both kind of agree this game is kind of a chore and okay. I, it was for I bought it for me that's the thing it was my game Mike, I wanted to get it I heard a, like one of those reddit stories about um, this guy and his girlfriend like getting in a fight because like he wanted to play Animal Crossing for him or something like that and she was like oh can I play he's like I'll buy you a whole new Switch and Animal Crossing so we can play together but I don't want you Touching my my file, my shit, and it's just like that's where my mind went. No, that I was like, was that you, Mike? Did it happened you... a little bit at the beginning. I guess I gave up on it after a bit because the island is pretty cool. We got a pretty. Easy <laughs> island, but... I'm like, did you do that, Mike? Was that you? Was that you on r slash? I'm not an asshole. Maybe no, but <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. That's not what happened. No, it was it, it was all good. It was just fucking yeah. We we just I don't know. It it was a good game as a whole, but it it just. I can't really put the words what bothers me about it. It's just a lot of little things. It's death by a thousand cuts with that game. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Like how I felt with Red Dead where it's like, here's an annoyance, here's an annoyance, here's, here's a cool an annoyance. thing. But here's just like five more annoyances and then here's one more cool thing. Here's a cooler character yeah. interaction. But here's like 20 more annoyances on top of that. Yeah. Just kind of like, oh. You can't, see that buck you just worked really hard to hunt down? You don't, You can't take that with you because you already hunted one that wasn't as good. Yeah. I'm well, sorry, video game. Why can I not? And as I well, did, well, now you got to throw that that one buck that you hunted earlier off and put the new buck on. And but it's an elk. You can't pick it up. Oh fuck! <laughs> fuck a buck. Fuck a buck. Oh god, I hate like I hate that game. But like I can also realize that it's really good, and anyone who like loves it, like I can understand why. But, like, I just can't. The detail... I've gotten into the lore. I respect the lore they put into it. I respect the amount of side shit they put into it. I'm sorry. The original game will always be head and shoulders better. Like, dude, Revolver... So, the thing that I love... So, I'm also going to advocate for this, that that Rockstar are pussies that won't follow through on shit they clearly intended. Uncle is red. Uncle is Red Harlow. I will 100% die on this grave that Uncle is Red Harlow. I have zero, 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 zero doubts in my mind. But Mike, that's just a theory. It's not. That's that's the thing. It's not. The evidence is actually very good. It it actually really isn't even just a theory. I think it was what they intended to do and they're just bitches because that doesn't sell as easily. Then they can't do anything with Red. So if they wanted to make another game with Red, they can't do that because it's Uncle now. They've hard confirmed and they've now cut themselves off with different op- with different money-making opportunities, which Rockstar has done in the past. But the biggest reason why I think he's Red Harlow 
there's three big reasons. He has a scar on, on his hand where Red burned himself in the original game. Actually, four big reasons. I'll, I'll add one more. Second, in Red Dead 2, you can find you, you can actually find a book that was written by the sheriff that wrote the book that Red Harlow is that was the original game. So it's it's supposed the original Red Dead Revolver is supposed to be a Texas tall tale. You know what I mean? An old school Texas tall tale. That's yeah. why it's so magical and fucking voodoo bullshit. You know what I mean? It's fucking kind of like um. Did you ever play? that Calavara's gunslinger where it's, yes. like, where it's like this man in a bar telling his tall tale and like, yeah that's basically the same idea well Bobby Two Shoes didn't go down like that it's like well he got away from me that night and it's just like that's how it goes yeah that's the same idea it's very tongue in cheek but it's also like telling a story that's still kind of true because Red Harlow is a wanted bandit and it's card confirmed that he did exist in numerous examples from Red Dead Redemption now here's the interesting thing Uncle ha- Okay, so Uncle's got the burn scar on his hand, right? Not a big deal. Mm-hmm. His nose is broken in the exact same way, and he has a scar on his lip in the exact same spot. His facial structure is exactly the same. You put a side-by-side of Red Harlow from the from the bonus skin that you can get in the online next to Uncle, it's, it's the same dude. It's the exact same fucking dude. But I think I showed you the picture. I think I sent that to you. Yeah, it's that dude. It's him. And here's the other thing. Like, there's a bunch of lines where Uncle... Uncle's a liar. You can tell Uncle's a liar. But you gotta wonder. Why does Dutch keep him around? Why exactly does Dutch keep him around? And why, in Red Dead Redemption, at the end of the game, is Uncle, who you never see in Red Dead Redemption 2, pick up a gun, really? Pegging these fuckers off like he's done it his whole life. You could blame overzealous game mechanics, but no. Even Red, even John comments, "Where the hell did you learn to shoot like that? You've been hiding this all these years." Uncle is shooting these fuckers in the head, one shot, one kill. You're telling me that guy is just some drunk? This dude doesn't have a pass. This dude isn't some significant character. And then, the, for me, the last thing that really sealed it for me, and I and I never thought about this, that moment of... You remember when Uncle walks in in Red Dead Redemption, when you first see him, when John gets back to the farm? The camera kind of holds on Uncle for a second. Almost like it's a low-angle shot. You're looking up at him. A moment of clear reverence. You're supposed to recognize this character. You're supposed to know who this guy is. The moment is broken when John says something disparaging to him. But the moment still happened. Mm-hmm. I think Uncle's Red Heart. I genuinely think it's him. I, I think it's him. You can find the book from the sheriff that's in there. And the, the devil is in that cabin where you find the book from the sheriff in Red Dead Redemption 2. Mm-hmm. Remember the, the Stranger I Know You? The I Know You quest from Red Dead Redemption. It's been a very long time since oh I played God, that game. Oh my God, you played the I Know You quest. That's so good. But the the cool, like, yeah, it's this whole thing where, like, John sees the devil, like the angel of death. Like, it's this really crazy plot line. It's so good, though, man. You gotta watch that one. Like, I'll look it up on YouTube sometime soon. It's really okay. good. Yeah, but anyway. Yeah, so, moving on. But, do you want to move on to Mountain Blade Bannerlord, or do you want to hop into the news instead? Let's just hop into the news. Yeah, we'll talk about Mountain Blade another time. Okay. I guess what we're wanting to move the little money for a different time so six days in Fallujah 
It is. Do you know about what do you know about this game? I or you know game in development. I know that it's blatant propaganda by the board department, like most game is. I know that it's being endorsed. As, it's pretty bad from what I've seen from the from the details. I know that there's a, a lot of lies going on. A lot of soldiers are pissed off about it. A lot of uh, yeah, actually, I know that a lot of soldiers are pissed off about it. I know I heard that much, which surprised me. Like they're angry about it. What's going on here? But otherwise, I haven't looked too much into it. So. It was like a mid two thousand, originally a mid two thousands game published by Konami about the Second Battle of Fallujah, mm-hmm. which, fame like, not to get too political, but it's well known for being uh, America committed a war crime, used white phosphorus on citizens mm-hmm. in Fallujah. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of former Marines were not happy when that game first got announced. Konami ended up like taking that game out back real quick after that. And now, like, uh, over a decade later, like, this... They're trying again. This company that's never seemed to have made a game before, published by a company that's never published anything before, is putting out this very, like... I mean, it graphically looks really good, but it's supposed to be, like, this tactical shooter taking place in Fallujah, telling the real story of soldiers. But it's, like, it feels, like, very much pro-war, like... Pro U.S. military propaganda. Oh, it clearly is. It's endorsed by the War Department and all that shit. So officially not. But like, they featured it on their Twitter. Yeah. So, yes, it is. It, like technically, like, they deny any involvement by U.S. military, other than getting interviews from former soldiers. But you know that's kind of horseshit. What when the army's Twitch Twitter account? No, the Twitch account they featured like, it. Their Twitch account featured it. Their um. Their esports, the Army Esports League, which is a different fucking can of worms altogether, <laughs> um, you know, promoted it on their Twitter account. Hilarious. And I think a lot of the conversation is like, it feels gross to publish, to make a game about a war that, like, hasn't really ended. Like, I mean, we're technically kind of out of Iraq, but not really. Oh, no. Like, we're. Well, I mean, technically, we're more in Afghanistan right now, but it's still not... Uh, like, we're not out of the Middle East in any way, shape, or form. Um, you know, people that were probably, like, still alive there are probably still working in the military and doing shit right now. Yeah. Um, you know, it was recent, like... People recent, like, relatively recently died. Like, it's still, like, you know, close to 20 years ago that that happened, but still, like... We didn't get World War Two games till like you know, fifty years after it happened. Same thing with like Vietnam War games for the most part, like 30, 40 years after. And like, well, to be fair with the with the World War Two ones, that's just purely as a matter of technological function. But yeah, yeah I, see like, I, I get your point. And like the Vietnam ones happened a lot very far after, but like they were never like you're gonna be a platoon shooting up a small Vietnamese village. No, my life, my life. It was shit like Call of Duty being like you know a fucking pastiche action movie you know it's not trying to make like you're not picking a battle where we america very clearly did something wrong and it's well known that we did something terrible there like it's not it's like, not a secret this is public it's knowledge. not a secret it's public knowledge and it's this battle is known people for, have already gone to prison for this for life because yeah. of this and the thing is like that's what this battle is famously known for so it's weird to choose a choose to make this game still and like i understand like you know having modern military shooters is fun 
especially when it's like very vague like you know call of duty and battlefield like i'm not like those games you can argue have propaganda elements to them too but this feels like straight up propaganda to me yeah where it's like we're trying to show you how to make the decisions on the field and like it could be an interesting game gameplay wise but like i don't want to play a game about my country committing a war crime yeah and it feels weird that like this is a commodified product selling that you know us being good guys taking down the bad guys in this city the only actually did some bad things my issues with iraq are pretty extensive my cousin was there i was a kid when the war started so it's i got a lot of issues with it i have friends that weren't even born yet that were there yeah. Like students, rather, of mine, I should say. I shouldn't say friends. I should say, like, like former, like, when I was like, in that line of work and stuff. But. Like, right now, we have, like, we've been in the Middle East so long. We have some fathers that have gone to the Middle East and served. Now having their kid going and serving in the Middle East now. Like, that's how long we've been there. Yeah. And it's kind of, it's super depressing. And, like, I, this game just kind of brings up all those bad feelings about Why? us in the Middle East. I'm pissed off about it because, like, Afghanistan wasn't good things to be dealing with. Those people were suffering, but we didn't handle it the right way, and we made it worse. Iraq, the only reason I'm okay with Iraq as a whole is because we got rid of Uday Hussein. And, I mean, if anybody listening happens to be listening to this, if you don't know the story of Uday Hussein, look up Count Dankula's video on him. But I warn you, go into it being prepared for a very dark story. It's extremely graphic. Every trigger warning in the book. I am not even joking. That. Don't go into this if you aren't prepared. Uday Hussein is the monster we went to F- to Iraq to kill. Uday Hussein is the monster that we were justified invading Iraq to kill. That's the reason why I can sleep at night knowing we went in there. That monster is dead. He made Saddam Hussein said you're too evil to Uday Hussein, his own son. That should tell you everything you need to know about fu- how fucking sick this guy was. Like that, the day that he died was a sad. It was a goal. It was a, there were people dancing in the streets in Baghdad the day he died. Like it was, yeah, it was a night. He was a nightmare. But that's the only reason I'm okay with Iraq is we took out some very, very evil men, and that isn't even just propaganda. This is civilians from from Baghdad. Publishing videos on the internet of the evil shit he did. Videos of him pulling a gun in a, in a crowded nightclub and just firing random bullets into the crowd. I'm fucking CCTV. So, like, Jesus. This guy was that kind of sick. But, yeah, we did some bad shit in Iraq. We did some real bad shit in Iraq. War is a dark thing and bad shit happens from both sides. Everything, always, everything bad happens. Yeah, but, and I agree with you, but I also feel like you... Dressing that bad shit up and like pretending it didn't happen. I agree with you. No, I, I, that's like, the, the point of what you're saying is completely valid. Like, it just feels so gross on so many levels that like... I agree. That's why I have problems with Afghanistan too because we don't tell the story and we don't help the Afghan people the way that they deserve like to be Like if helped. you want a real game about Fallujah, I'd say play Spec Ops The Line because that actually has a soldier dealing mm. with the terrible shit he's done. Yeah, that was a good game. I mean like... You know, it has its flaws now. Like, it's very much like it railroads you into feeling bad about your about what you did and making you making it sound like it was a choice. You're like, Dante. You're Dante. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, 
it railroads you into making a bad choice, even though there was no real choice, but, like, you know, Dante's game had a story to tell. Dante's Inferno is one we need to talk about in the future. That's the game? That's a fucking great game, yeah. And, watched... and, and the book, too, but yeah, the game, too. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my thoughts on Six Days in Fallujah. Like, I heard, like, you know, more right-leaning leaning people trying to defend it, and it just kind of feels gross. I, 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 even because, that, but I've even then I've seen a, a lot of sources that I follow that are fairly conservative have been like, like nah, fuck this, that's disgusting. Yeah, like so, like a quartering I know was like, nah, fuck that, that's gross. That's actually kind of surprising because like the take like I like Colin Moriarty was more like, eh, like it's a commodified product. Of course they're gonna be like the audience for this type of game is gonna be a conservative man who likes to play military shooters. And that's who they're serving. So everybody. But then the thing is, everybody, with this one, it's so overt. Pro, it's such overt propaganda that you kind of have to just roll your eyes at it. That's how I kind of feel. And like, for me, I, I if this game comes out because like I kind of have a doubt that like it'll be a real game due to the backlash. But like it might. But like, wait till it comes out and then value like see what it does and like when it is just a bargain basement first person shooter that. Is the only claim to fame is that it's named after a war crime, a battle where we committed war crimes, then yeah, okay, then just throw that, like, it'll probably be forgotten in 10 years, which yeah. I kind of hope. It'll be but, forgotten in a year, even, I bet. We'll see. Yeah. Let's hope. Anyway, well, yeah, it's fucking. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, it's. I don't know. The whole thing is just a mess. It's a clusterfuck. Yeah. It's pretty gross, but. What else we got? Um, next up is Dr. Seuss is cancelled. <laughs> Can no, you get no, no. this? Those blue haired girls on Twitter, they just took him down. They yeah, took down Ted Geisel, they they dragged his corpse. Cancel culture you know, so my stance on cancel culture is that it does exist. It very much is a real thing. Too many comedians have been hit by it for that to be deniable at this point. But I, this is very, very clearly a company pulling books that weren't selling anymore. I have anymore. mixed feelings on cancel culture because, like, it's actually taking down some bad people. But, like, also people that just have, like, mildly different views sometimes. Like, um, 90% of the time, like, though, Like, ContraPoints, a.k.a. Natalie Wynn, like, got taken down by, like, uh... They're trying to cancel Bill Burr. Like, like, uh, trans Twitter because she had Buck Angel do a voiceover for a 10-second bit on a video once. You yeah. know, like, shit, like, that's time super small... And, like, and then they got people who are harmless, who didn't do anything, who have nothing to do with anybody, and like it's like you know what I mean. Like they canceled that one dude who like remember uh, not to get political here. A while back, there was a dude who asked a question in a political rally or something. I don't remember what it was. It was like a town hall event. Oh, Ken Bone. Yes, Ken Bone. And, they and like they kind of found his Reddit and like were, oh he was into with some weird porn and it's like okay whatever. You live your life and it's Leave like... Leave this dude alone. He's, a, he's not a public figure. He's just some yeah. guy. He just got thrown into the limelight because of, you know, he was an adorable little man. Leave the guy alone. He didn't want to hurt anybody. And then people tried to ruin his life. Like, what the fuck? He's just some guy. But to move away from Ken Bone yeah. back to, the, yeah. to Dr. Seuss, he's been canceled because three of his books had racist imagery in them. And it's like... No, they, that's the thing. They were going to stop printing them anyway. They were fucking, like, they weren't selling, and they were fucking yeah, outdated like, as hell. So. Like, when you break down, like, the books are, like, three books I've never personally read of Dr. Seuss's. I've never Seuss's. heard of them. Um, I mean, the racist 
like drawings, they are like kind. Of, they are bad and like sh- are not okay. Hey, Hop on Pop but, has a fucking obvious penis with a thing that says "No, Pat, no, don't sit on." That. Like, there's also like a a part of me that's like, well, like there's a part of me that's like, you should pr- like I want them printed as a like kind of historical object to like look at of like, but not as children's books. No, of course not. We should have them in like in like museums and shit. Because Doctor Seuss, Fred Seuss was. I mean, the, I mean, his real name. I can't Ted remember. Geisman. Ted Geisman. Ted Geisman. I mean, he, that was his pen name. He'd go by fucking yeah. Doctor Seuss was like his you know, pen name. Pen name. Ted Ted Geisel. I think Ted, was yeah, Ted Geisel was like he was an interesting guy. Like he was, he was a fucking Cold War propagandist. He would he would write political cartoons and shit. He was a propaganda artist from back in the day. But yeah, he. I mean, the Butter Battle book was actually a call out on the Cold War and how fucking stupid it was. Why does this matter? Yeah, like for me, like I just see those pictures as signs of of his time. Like he's it was nineteen fifty fucking yeah. two. Like Jesus like, Christ. Yeah, it's racist and like doesn't hold up today. It probably shouldn't be printed and like we should be talked about. But like, cat in the hat's not getting pulled off the shelves. Three eggs and ham is not getting pulled off the shelves. Green eggs and ham, yeah. Yeah, sorry. And like there were three though. You're there were right. there were three. That's probably like where my brain went. That's kind of funny. And also, how like. Actually are three. And also, like they like are currently selling like a book of his like like his personal paintings, you know, like some of them still have like some racist caricatures in them, but like those paintings are so beautiful and worth looking at. And, That's Doctor Fucking Seuss's handwork. Like, yeah, man. it's like he's so a great artist. I don't think he like those weren't. Hateful. We all got read across America drilled into our heads numerous times. Yeah. Fuck all y'all, y'all love him. Screw off. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they've openly said like yeah we're trying to de-emphasize Seuss and like a more full-bodied reading thing, which kind of makes sense. You know, good. You know you don't want just picture books as part of like a kid's reading diet. So I agree with that, and like I agree with like the publishing company being like eh, we have, these books don't sell. These books kind of have some offensive things in them. Let's pull them. Like, it's not a big deal. It shouldn't have been like, a controversy. And honestly, I think, to be completely honest with you, I think the controversy was just stirred up by people trying to fucking make, make idiots that are easily baited into going into it that they disagree with. They just wanted to bait people they disagree with that are easily baited. It's the same thing. Like, the, right, the right does it to the left, left does it to the right. It's, yeah, it's very much like you see, like, well, the, like the, this controversy is very much on, like, party lines. Like, only people that I saw, like, getting upset about it were right-leaning people like this right-leaning girl that i saw on twitter like she like posted a whole like yeah instagram like they're called fleets on twitter like a fleet story of like her going through the book and i, I messaged her like oh i didn't know this book existed i'll probably pick it up i like seuss you know his his like personal art is like the most interesting to me compared to his books and like that's kind of like where hers and mine interaction started and mm. ended but like you know, it was pleasant. We, her and I, like I follow her on Twitter. Yeah. And I've Who kind cares? of I posted jokes and stuff, and like she seemed to have interacted with them and saw them, and like I don't know, I'm very left leaning. She's very right. But it seems like this controversy is more on one. It side. just seems like people are just stirring up trouble over nothing. Most people are just saying this is fucking stupid. Yeah. On. Yeah, which is good. Like for me, it's just fucking dumb. I don't. I don't even care about it. It's fucking stupid. That old German man has been canceled. It's about time. <laughs> right? My God. And he's German, too. Well, I mean, they deserve it for what they did. Right? Yeah, that thing that every German hates that you bring up. Yeah, Wienerschnitzel. Yeah. <laughs> God, how dare they? That place is an abomination. No, I love Wienerschnitzel. 
So for the last news story, let's talk about Bethesda and Microsoft owning them. <laughs> and I've got weird feelings because like they've openly said like, well, some games are going to be coming to all platforms, but others aren't. And I just, for me, it's the lack of transparency that like I'm primarily a PlayStation gamer. So like I will yeah. be sad like if they're like hey the new Doom game is only is gonna be an Xbox exclusive like I will be sad but like I at least want to be told that like I don't want it I don't like that they teasing me they kind of tickling my balls saying like yep. hey you might be getting this game that you'll love but you might not and just I don't know I I, I don't like Beth- I've been done with Bethesda for a long time Microsoft. I've only slightly given them my business over the last few years. And he is so comfortable next to you. <laughs> Tiger's just been curled up next to Matt for the last little bit again. And he left and came back. But we, uh, I don't know. Bethesda, they lost my business a long time ago. First, it was the scummy bullshit they pulled on fucking um, Obsidian with uh, New Vegas. Then it was the fucking... I didn't like... I'm just going to come out and say it. Skyrim, I enjoy it as a game. It is very flawed, and I found it severely disappointing. And, I, and for clarification, I was their midnight fucking release at GameStop for that game. So yes, I was fucking hype for That's this how game. I feel about uh, Fallout 4. Like, I was... Me, I was, yeah. Same. Me and my girlfriend at the time, we were there at the, like midnight release together. We, my buddy and I downloaded it and had it ready to go as soon as it went live. We played it. And we were all disappointed. Like, I enjoyed it for what it was, but like, yeah, it's a it's a disappointment. Fallout 4 is the same way. Like, it's, it's like, goddamn. I was so excited because I'm from that region and, like, I'm, fu- I'm from that region. So, fucking, jeez. I mean, for context. The nuke, it, the the nuke on the map is literally my hometown. I'm not even kidding. The nuke on the the nuke crater on the bottom corner of the map is where my hometown would geographically be, probably if I, if my math is correct. Fucking good. You should which have been there. Right, which is hilarious. <laughs> right, but it's hilarious though. But they, um, but yeah. So I was really excited for this game. It was nice to have a little bit of home to see my home region being given some attention, but. Story yeah. and themes just fell flat. It was not good. The voice acting was bad. It was very clunky. The combat was all right, but it felt very dated. A lot of shit felt very dated. Bethesda, and it was glitchy as fuck. And we we hit a game breaking glitch on the fucking tutorial. My but so my buddy, we played through the the shit out of this game the night before the opening night. We were just chilling, having fun, gaming, gaming, gaming. Next day. My buddy on his, my, my one of the roommates on his profile makes a new game, right? Gets to getting out of the cryopod. Frozen. Stuck in place. Can't do anything. Oof. No HUD. Can't move. Can't touch. Sound and audio music is going. Soft lock. That was my experience with uh, Assassin's Creed Unity, I think. Like, I, yeah. I bought that game used later, but, like, I just didn't wait for it to, like, download all the patches. So I was like... I'll load it yeah. up, I'll download it, I'll just restart the game when everything's downloaded. I kind of want to see this janky broken mess, and like, you get to like the, literally like the first time you control a character, it freezes and just crashes. And I'm like, well, never mind, I guess I'll wait for the patches. Beautiful. And then I was going to say like, yeah, and then fucking New Vegas comes out and everybody knows how that gem of a masterpiece went over. 
New Vegas. No, not New Vegas. Excuse me. Um, oh, 76. 76. 76. I, I think it's about 76. Like, I watched uh, Joseph Anderson's video. Like, there's a lot of interesting stuff in 76. Fucking Joseph Anderson. Oh, my God. I hate that dude. I don't like him well enough. He's such an ass. <laughs> I mean, I haven't, like, sat down to watch one of his videos in ages because they're, like, six uh, hours long. I, I, and I don't have the time. I watched I, I, one of the podcasts I watched, watched him. He's such a disingenuous douchebag. But uh, I mean, I, once again, like, I haven't dealt with him in, like, an unedited yeah, format. So, like, yeah. like, I gotta watch his stuff, too. I, have, I haven't listened to him in a long time. I, it was years ago when I watched that podcast, but, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So, you know, everyone has bad takes, so, like, I don't want to judge this man on... Yeah. But, like, from his video there was a lot of cool shit in 76 but just the game is bad and broken in general so like you know for me that like I love the moth like Mothman in West Virginia like I one of my favorite cryptids I think he might be real that's like the only one where I'm like I think it's fucking real well the one, well, you know what's interesting actually if you're going into cryptids there's good evidence that uh, the Jersey Devil may have been a Tasmanian tiger Oh, cool. Yeah, there was a call of breeding pair escaped around that time period, around the time when the fucking sighting started. You know, I just thought it was a regular Jersey baby that just got loose. That is also possible. <laughs> as, a, as a resident of the Northeast, I will say that Jersey is oh, not it's either that or I, Rumors are not exaggerated. Uh, I mean, the one good thing to come out of Jersey is that uh, Emma Longevin or whatever, uh, the Jersey E-girl, she cute. But that's about it. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I kind of sent for her. She's funny on Twitter. I really like. She seems like the, a really cool person to hang out with. From my, yeah. from like what I've seen on Twitter. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> God, <laughs> fucking Jersey. I can't. So Denise and I actually like. God, we're going completely off the news at this point because Bethesda. God, Bethesda were just like I don't know. I, I've lost faith in them though. Is my point for all me, that. I, like, I just have no. If, if Microsoft can turn it around like they did with wait, they wasted rare. Mm-hmm. For decades, they wasted Rare. Just as a fuck you to Nintendo, yeah. they wasted Rare. It was so petty. Well, that's because, fun fact, um, Microsoft actually walked up to Nintendo and tried to buy them at one point. I know. So, you know, I feel like that that could have been a spite buy and there was. just let them die. But Which like, was stupid because they wasted millions of dollars in potential. Yeah. With me, with Bethesda getting bought, like, like I said, it's more of like the teasing of like, well, you... Other games might be coming to other systems. So, like, for me, if, like, Bethesda and all the companies under Bethesda, like, made new IP for Microsoft, I feel like, fair enough. If they stopped, if they stopped digging the fan base over, I'd be cool with it. Because Skyrim's, like, like, DLC pad, Skyrim's DLC releases were such a fuck you to the fan base. Like, there was so much that was, that was, that was left on out with the Heartfire mm-hmm. DLC, for example. Heartfire was bad. It was just such a bad DLC. The Dawnfire, like, I can't... Or Dawn I thought Fire. Dawnfire, Dawnguard was pretty good. Like, that was fun. Same thing with, like, the... Soul Sam, I didn't like that much. I liked it just because it kind of gave you a new zone with, like, new magic and new shouts. And, like, I liked getting, like, more stuff to do in that world. Cause, like, I, I, one of the YouTubers I watched played, did a lot of play in there. You ever heard of Wilbur? Yeah. He's fucking hilarious. I showed you a little bit of him. Yeah, right? we have yeah, watched yeah. together. Well, look at Wahlberger. He's fucking amazing. He's just so fucking funny. But yeah, we. I don't know. I, I'm I'm also an Oblivion simp. I'm, I have to admit that Oblivion is my heart and soul. I love that game. It's my it's my it's my passion. It's my fire. My love. My nerd soul. But Bethesda lost my love a long time ago. 
they just haven't been the company that I remember. Same thing with Naughty Dog. They just haven't been the company that I remember once. Like, they used to have passion for their games. They used to put so much creativity and effort into their games. And now it's... Uncharted 4 was really bad. It just was. The gameplay was great. The game was bad. Mm. Yeah. After Neil, what Neil Druckmann did to that crew, like what he did to the creative director and ruined her fucking career. Like, it's terrible, man. It's these people, I don't know, man. Like these companies, I'm just waiting for them to crash because that's what happens. That's what the industry needs is a refresh and new companies come in and fill the void, which is what we're getting soon. Hopefully. So we're getting new, de- a lot of devs went off and started their own companies, but mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. Fuck, what time is it anyway? It is like. It's getting late. Eight forty. Yeah, and we're, we're about three hours in. Yeah, we should call it. So, I think. Yeah. Any last words? Uh, if you guys listen to this long, wow! How did you how did you stomach my incoherent rambling? If you listen this long, I'm sorry, and maybe we'll do better next time. No promises. We'll try. Y'all have, maybe this one will be posted. We'll see. If you guys are if you're doing anything important right now, have a good time. You know, just enjoy yourself. Yeah, life's life's short. Have fun. Be okay. Love you. Thank you for listening. Have a good one. This is The Observers, signing off.